Hello, everyone. First of all, I'd love to thank you for tuning in to the Integrative Thoughts podcast. I am your host, Matt Kaufman. And through this platform, I plan on seeking out guests that interest me, that I am curious about, and overall just living a more meaningful, purposeful life in hopes that you as listeners and I myself can grasp onto a little bit of their knowledge and integrate that into our daily lives. If you are a longtime listener to the Integrative Thoughts podcast, you know how often I stress the importance of detoxification. I believe that heavy metals such as mercury and aluminum, along with environmental pollutants like mold, plastics, and pesticides, are at the root cause of every dysfunction and chronic illness in the modern era. That's why I recommend ZeoCharge. ZeoCharge is 100% natural zeolite that does not contain any fillers, binders, or additives. ZeoCharge has not been shown to bind to any of your beneficial minerals or other nutrients. I take two tablespoons of ZeoCharge with filtered water every single day about an hour after breakfast. It is my go-to for detoxification support that I believe can assist any and every healing protocol on the market. If you would like to try out ZeoCharge, go to the link in my show notes and use code ITP for 10% off your entire order. So listen, I've been experimenting with different types of minerals, especially magnesium, for the past five to six years. But I could never really find a product that I could feel the benefits that magnesium claimed to give. Magnesium is one of the most important minerals for all of human health. It participates in over 600 different biochemical reactions in the body, yet over 80% of the population is deficient. Magnesium deficiency can increase risk for all disease and greatly decrease optimal performance. That's why I like Bioptimizers. They use all seven forms of magnesium in a highly bioavailable form in their product Magnesium Breakthrough. Magnesium helps with stress, anxiety, sleep, immune function, detoxification, and so much more. If you want to try out this product, head over to Bioptimizers and use code INTEGRATIVETHOUGHTS10 to receive a 10% discount on their amazing product, Mag Breakthrough. Today's guest is Aaron Hyatt, my good buddy and business partner, the genius formulator of mine behind our company, Valence Nutraceuticals, where we are working to upgrade the mineral balancing protocol that everyone so much loves. We believe that a lot of these products have outdated forms and could be used, just more active B forms, better forms of minerals, mineral transporters, mineral carriers, and things that'll just bring this entire protocol kind of into the 21st century. So we talk a lot about orotates in this show. Aaron is absolutely obsessed with orotates. He got me onto orotates. I've been having an amazing experience with calcium orotate in particular, which we do have a product uh, coming out that does have calcium orotate soon in the next couple months. But for now, we stick to what we've upgraded so far. So we have upgraded the active B complex and we dive into all of that. And we have upgraded the Lymcomen into what we call NAK up. And now it's the 2.0 version, which is fantastic. And then also we have a zinc blend with five different forms of our favorite kind of zinc, which we think is really going to speed up the protocol as well. So we dive into the nitty gritty. Wanted to let you guys know why we chose the forms, why we have upgraded the supplements and hope to get some feedback from you guys. If you guys try out the products, please give us a review, feedback, anything. And we are offering any listeners of the show 20% off of their first order. So if you go down to the show notes, click on Valence Nutraceuticals, and you can put in the code ITP20, and that's going to get you 20% off your first order. Enjoy. Aaron, welcome back for round two. How's it going? Hey, man, what's going on? 
Doing pretty good. Yeah, it's, um, honestly, we probably should just dive in and actually tell people a little bit about your background and just do like a kind of a short bio of your background in case uh, people haven't heard the first show with you because I got a lot more listeners now than I did when we first did our show. So give people a little brief overview of your mineral balancing history and how you got involved in everything. Yeah, so um, I got into mineral balancing or, you know, nutritional balancing, um, soon after college, um, just because I had some health issues, uh, coming out of college and, uh, you know, doctors, they couldn't tell me what was going on. Um, and then I, I guess maybe by the grace of God, you know, I, I finally came across, um, mineral balancing or nutritional balancing, uh, with, uh, Dr. Wilson. And I started a program, you know, right away. And within maybe a year, I was feeling a lot better. A lot of my symptoms and et cetera, you know, reduced or completely went away. Um, and then I just decided to become a practitioner. So I trained, uh, I took Dr. Wilson's course at that time, which was a long time ago. So probably around 2015. Um, and for the longest time, though, I, I didn't have clients. You know, I was just using the uh, perk of, uh, you know, uh, getting a hair test, at, you know, directly from the lab. Um, but I did, I did have a coach at that time. Uh, I just didn't have clients. Um, but within, you know, maybe the past five years, I started having, I started taking on a lot of clients and, um, you know, reviewing, review, uh, reviewing quite a bit of tests. Um, so, you know, gaining a lot of knowledge, um, I think that a lot of the knowledge actually comes from uh, not not the uh, first or initial hair test, but the retest. You know, that's where all the goods, you know, all the uh, great information comes from is, are, you know, are the retests and what you can actually uh, understand from the retests. Uh, just because, you know, you, you go you go pretty deep into retracing. Uh, why are these mineral levels changing? Why are they going down? You know, we're, you know especially when you're supplementing with, uh, with zinc, but the zinc level goes down. So you have all these different things that change and you got to, you know, you got to understand why it's happening. Um, so I think, I think retests are, uh, are probably the biggest challenge for, um, practitioners in terms of, in terms of learning curve. Um, but, uh, but like I said, I've, I've been reviewing a lot of tests in the past five years. Um, and, and yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It's funny you said about retests because I started to realize like all of the different patterns you have to recognize and stuff now that I've went through the course with Susan and I'm like, oh, at this, I mean, I already kind of knew that because I've been working with you and asking a lot of questions, but really people can have a pretty decent first test and then, you know, you circle back around and you kind of start to see more of what's, what's happening underneath as they retrace and the patterns and, you know, different things, um, you know, levels going lower levels shooting up and the, all of that has a different, you know, you can determine different things about that. When you look through at least all these like notes that Susan's give me, you'd look through each mineral or each metal and see what that means, whether it goes lower or higher, they all have different, um, different reasons and why they do that. So anybody who's got a first test, they should definitely uh, not really 
just follow the program and then worry about their retest and see kind of what that what it looks like over three to six months for sure. But I wanted to get into before we get into the orotates and everything, I want to um, we're going to talk today about why we reformulated the supplements with valence nutraceuticals and what they look like and everything about them. But um, one thing we did when when reformulating was keep a lot of Dr. Paul X uh, mineral and vitamin ratios. So I want to get into why that's important before we get into the different mineral transporters. Oh, yeah, definitely. So uh, I think uh, the most important are the two, you know, two supplements that we have coming out, Slowox and uh, NAK Up. Zinc Matrix Pro, not so much. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, typical. I mean, it's not your typical zinc supplement, but in terms of dosage, it's it's pretty um, pretty common. I mean, there's nothing special about the dosage there. Uh, but in terms of the NAK Up and Slowox, you know, it's not your, it's not your, in terms of Slowox, it's not your typical multivitamin because, you know, it's, it's divided for one, it's divided up, uh, you know, three times a day. Um, so you're not going to take, you know, this, this supplement, uh, you know, once a day at a very high dose, like, like, you know, a lot of multivitamins out there, um, your, your body's not going to absorb it, um, in the way that, in the way that you think, um, it's, <laughs> You know, so you actually absorb more from a multivitamin when you divide it up um, per day, um, you know, three times a day, four times a day, what have you. Um, so, but the ratios, the ratios are definitely unique uh, compared to other multivitamins. Um, and, you know, a lot of multivitamins out there, too, don't have uh, the necessary minerals to go along with uh, the uh the vitamins, uh, but even then, it's like when when multivitamins do have the added minerals to it, they, they tend to be a poor form, um, you know, either oxides or something like that. So a lot of companies they kind of uh, you know cut corners on you know the type of minerals that they're using in in, in their multivitamin. Um, but and then and then there's also a difference in dosage, uh, you know, certain minerals a sulfur gets more of so. A lot of multivitamins out there have uh, copper in there. Uh, our Solox does not have copper. Um, so th there is a difference in, uh, you know, how Dr. Paul Eck uh, formulated because, well, you know, it's, it's designed for mineral balancing programs and how, uh, you know, he increased the oxidation rate or metabolic rate of the Soloxizer. Um So, yeah, there's a lot more science that goes behind uh, you know, the, the slow ox versus other multivitamins that just, you know, let's just put all these, let's just put a lot of, uh, vitamins in here and let's just put, uh, you know, whether, whether, you know, at times it's an RDA, um, uh, of, of certain minerals. Uh, so they're not, and then they just kind of throw it all in there and just hope, hope for the best. You know, the body will, will get rid of what it needs to get rid of and it'll use what it needs to use. Um, so that's like the mentality that a lot of formulators have, in my opinion. Um, and then we'll just, we'll actually dive deeper into, uh, you know, why, why we change, uh, pyridoxine to P5P, you know, that, you know, that discussion will come up. Um, and that's very important because, you know, people think that, well, let's just give someone a bunch of pyridoxine. And the assumption is, is that, uh, the, the body will convert what it needs and get rid of the excess or, you know, it'll safely hang out, um, you know, and the body will use it when it needs it. But 
in reality, that pyridoxine, if you're not converting enough of it into P5P, then you have a serious imbalance there, and that pyridoxine starts to um, bind or compete, uh, you know, with P5P binding. Uh, so there, there can be a lot of issues there. So, um, and, and that's, you know, so yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of differences compared to other multivitamins. Um, and then, you know, NAK up, you know, it's, it's a very special supplement. Uh, you know, the, the ratios in, in it are very unique. So you don't want to give too much zinc in relation to manganese or copper because of the effect that, that zinc has on sodium. Um, and then, you know, because, you know, these vitamins, minerals, they, they raise sodium and some of them lower, lower sodium. So you want to have a balance there. Um, so yeah, it's very, and then, you know, I, I think uh, a lot of those, uh, you know, minerals, vitamins that Dr. Pollack used in NAK up, I mean, they, they have a profound ability to improve the immune response also increases the, uh, the amount of energy that you produce even from, from diet. Um, so it's a very, it's a great selection of minerals, uh, there in, in a chaos. Yeah. So when, when Dr. Paul Eck was formulating everything, it seems like he obviously found out somehow, some way with people in different oxidation rates need different nutrients just in general. Did he, did he figure out these ratio, like the calcium to magnesium ratio and other things through like science or soil science, or was that a lot of like trial and error over just tons and tons of hair tests? So, yeah, I mean, it definitely, I mean, you can go down to, uh, you know, you know, different levels, um, in terms of the ratios, um, you know, soil and, you know, just you know, the animal kingdom, what have you. Um, so that, that was definitely, there was probably a lot of trial and error there, um, you know, because you're, you're, you're testing a lot of different things and then, you know, compiling all that information together and comparing. It's like, well, why, why is the NAK ratio, uh, you know, lower in a dog versus a human or, or something else? Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the, the same products are still used. It's just about dose. How much, how much of uh, that NAK up or what have you, uh, you know, so, you know, and then that helps to, you know, boost the NAK ratio. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's very, a lot, you know, so, for example, with the calcium magnesium ratio, you know, it's, it's a 1.6 uh, ratio. So, it's not, there's not much information. Uh, that you can find in regards to why Dr. Paul Eck chose that ratio, unless you just speak to Dr. Paul Eck himself. Um, and, you know, from, from the research that I've, from the research that I've gathered, most, the, the minimum ratio is 1.6 in terms of, so you don't want to use ratio lower than that. Uh, if you use a ratio lower than 1.6, you start to uh, negatively impact uh, the growth, the growth of a human. Um, so, you know, you got these calcium magnesium supplements that are one to one ratio. No, those, those are not optimal for human growth, um, or just optimal health. So, you know, 1.6 was that minimum ratio. 
that I found, and it, it, it can honestly be better to supplement at a 1.6 versus a 2.1 just because, uh, you know, a lot of people do need more magnesium in the sense that, you know, magnesium helps with uh, stabilizing cellular membranes to the point that it allows entry, allow, it allows calcium entry uh, into the cell. Uh, so it does um, modulate uh, calcium levels intracellularly and what have you. So a lot of people do need, I think, that extra bit of magnesium. And so I think that's, that is a much better ratio than using a 2.2 to 1 ratio or something like that. Um, so, uh, he probably, you know, just through trial and error, he saw, uh, better results, um, using a 1.6 ratio in, in majority of his clients, um, versus a two to one or something like that. Yeah. He just did so, so many hair tests. So it's like, it probably was a bit of like science and then, you know, him just tweaking the formulations over time, he probably got you know, figured, oh, I got better outcome here, or worse outcome there, and then just kept tweaking everything. And that's the reason why, I mean, it's, there's no reason to change his ratios, in my opinion, because he did so many tests. So yeah, the forms can be better. The transporters for the minerals can be better, but the, the forms, I mean, why not trust the guy who just did hundreds of thousands of hair tests? And, and to be honest, you know, maybe, you know, there, there could be a lot more science behind it, whether it's, esoteric you know to the point that um you know it, the golden ratios involved you know that that that's getting pretty deep um there 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 are some interesting mathematical connections you could probably find in terms of you know the ideal levels of calcium magnesium in the hair which is 40 and 6 you know and you know comparing that to the golden you know to the 1.6 i mean there's there's some, you know, probably esoteric science there, uh, but I think uh, one would have to uh, speak to uh, Doctor or Doctor Paul Eck himself to, you know, really uh, clarify that uh, that connection. <laughs> yeah, that makes total sense. So I just wanted to cover that part about the ratios and why we kept basically, even though the dosage could be a little bit different on some things because of we, we what we believe is better absorption rate with the different mineral transporters or the different forms of vitamins, but tried to keep the ratios uh, spot on for sure. So let's dive into um, this Dr. Hans Napier here. Um, how were you introduced to him and why do you think that his work's important for, uh, when, you know, introducing his work into our formulas? Yeah. So um, I actually came across uh, mineral ortates probably it, it was a while ago, maybe eight years ago. Um, so oh, wow. it, I've known about it for a while now. Um, it, you know, just from listening to certain podcasts and, you know, certain doctors, you know, one well-known, uh, you know, calcium magnesium or, or take supplement is global healing. Um, I think his name's Dr. Edward, you know, he, uh, he went, he's been on, you know, several podcasts, you know, talking about the, uh, the beneficial effects of ortates. Um, so, you know, Hans Nepper is his, um, yeah, his, uh, his knowledge about ortates is, in my, in my opinion, is quite, quite well known. Um, especially, uh, you know, I would say in certain circles that are, are very, um, you know, that are very knowledgeable about supplements in general, uh, mineral transporters, 
Um, and it's, he's a he's a very interest, interesting guy. Uh, you know, he um, he was a German physician. Um, so he was born in 1928. And, you know, he actually so he did grow up during uh, both world wars. Um, you know, he he doesn't you know, so you can read his book, um, his autobiography. Um, and, you know, in his book, he does discuss, um, you know, his childhood going through the war. Um, it wasn't, he doesn't talk too much in terms of like any trauma or anything like that. It was actually, he was actually, you know, he was, he grew up in a very influential, uh, uh, you know, household. Um, both of his, uh, parents were doctors. So he did have that, that influence. Um, you know, and probably, you know, that drive to, to go into medicine himself. Um, but his, his, uh, his childhood, I mean, his parents, he, he talks about how his parents just encouraged him to be very open-minded. Um, so, you know, they were, they were against the propaganda that were, that was going on at that time, uh, trying to, uh, basically, you know, what is still going on today where a lot of children are just kind of brainwashed when they go to school. Um, and so he was, uh, primarily homeschooled, uh, his, you know, for his other year, early years. Uh, so he, I mean, he did have an advantage to where, you know, his parents just, uh, you know, encouraged him to be very, uh, you know, investigative, open-minded. Um, but, you know, he, uh, he's, he's probably most well known for, uh, cancer therapy, uh, multiple cirrhosis. Um, in terms of, of cancer therapy, uh, I, I think that, you know, whenever you start to go against, um, especially in the U.S., like it's not this, it's not this way in other countries. Uh, but in terms of the U.S., if you go anything, if you go against the, um, FDA, if you go against, uh, Big Pharma, um, you know, you, uh, they start to, they attack you in so many different ways. Um, you know, they, they consider you a quack. Um, and so they just try to, uh, you know, attack all your work and, um, you know, cause you know, that's, that's what they do in order to discourage people from, you know, reading all about them in terms of, you know, his, his different therapies, um, just not cancer. Um, but, but yeah, he, uh, he definitely, he was involved. Most of his cancer research started uh, whenever, uh, the, you know, Latriel started um, being used um, against cancer. And that, that's where he uh, finally, you know, created his own compound. Uh, he just kind of substituted the L-glucose portion of uh, Latriel to, you know, um, a type of uh, urea compound um so it kind of enhanced it so uh it, it was a, it was a, it was a stronger compound um but you know even it was ironic is that you know the fda and public office you know in, in the u.s were, were attacking this uh great cancer uh or this great compound um uh, latriol against against cancer um and discouraging people from taking it, from seeking, you know, uh, you know, it's therapy, especially in other countries. 
Um, so they were attacking other countries using it. Um, but at the same time, they were actually researching it behind closed doors and finding positive, uh, positive results. So it was working, but it, it was not, well, it wasn't what Big Pharma wanted. So, you know, let's, let's attack that. Let's attack this, uh, this, you know, non-toxic therapy, um, and, you know, use something else. So, you know, there's, a, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, crazy things that, that were just, you know, being swept under the rug. Um, and still is today. Yeah. It, it's sound very, very similar to the last couple of years where people were getting shadow banned and, you know, discouraged from finding alternative therapies through all of the, you know, COVID bullshit and all of that. So, you know, it's kind of just the game, the, the, the rat and mouse game that natural doctors have been playing for decades now. And you can see it even back here. Um, what the, the latrial you're talking about, I kind of, I, I didn't know what that was. I looked it up and uh, I think it's like a, a naturally forming compound. Was it like B17? Am I correct on that? Yeah, so it's a uh, you know you would what we would call a synthetic version of the um, the compound found in apricots. Um, the uh, yeah, so it was just uh, a synthetic synthetic version of it. Um, and Doctor Nieper actually he so he he formulated a um, a better a better version of it in his in his opinion. Um, by, you know, like I said, re- re- replacing the L-glucose portion with urea. Uh, so, you know, he did use, uh, you know, mandalonitriles against prostate, pancreatic cancers, Hodgkin's disease, and chronic leukemias. And, you know, it, it all began from uh, the chemical research of Latriol. Um, and it was, um, so yeah, you know, it pretty much kind of, propelled him into, uh, you know, the cancer therapies that, you know, he found a lot of success using. So then when did he switch over to getting involved into like minerals and all these different mineral transporter systems um, that you sent me over? Yeah. So he um, most likely, so mineral ortex, they do have an effect against cancer. So there, there probably was a connection there. You know, uh, depending on what was, what kind of research is available at that time, but I do know that nowadays, or research now says that you know something like calcium ortate does have an anti-cancer effect compared to his, and these other forms of calcium do not. Um, and, and for one, it also they they started combining these uh, cancer drugs with ortate with ortic acid and it was making it way more effective um, and, you know, more selective towards cancer cells versus uh, healthy cells, normal cells. Um, so this is where even like combining, you know, minerals do have a cancer effect uh, because, you know, for one, man, minerals are involved in, uh, you know, a proper immune response, you know, towards cancer, against cancer. Um so, you know, typically cancer patients, they do have weakened immune responses uh, in, in some capacity. Um, you know, I'd probably liken it to a low NAK ratio. Um, uh, but, you know, the oxidation rate can also change. Uh, you know, we, we can go to that. But um, so, so, yeah, I mean, combining, let's say zinc. Zinc is a, 
profound mineral to, you know, for cancer therapy and you combine it with ortic acid, it's even stronger. Um, calcium can do the same. It can actually slow down cancer growth or tumor growth. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I think eventually, but eventually, you know, whenever you start to work with a lot of sick patients as he did, um, you know, your typical mineral supplements were probably not fast enough, especially, you know, with the diseases that he worked with, with the clients he worked with, because he was mostly working, you know, from what I gather, cancer, uh, multiple cirrhosis. So some serious diseases, uh, that required, um, a, a better approach than what was probably on the market at that time, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, mineral, uh, conjugates, um, uh, compounds or chelates. So, um, you know, I, I think that it was just like, you know, just a natural birth of, of what was required at that time in terms of who he was treating. And so he, he did have, um, he did have help. I mean, he is just like with any other Dr. Paul Eck, you know, you know, they, they have all these, all these mentors, um, these, uh, these people they learn from as well or work with. Uh, so he's no different. I mean, he had, he had, uh, you know, scientists that worked with him, um, and, and even developing, uh, his, um, his cancer, uh, treatment, treatments. Um, so, you know, there, there was a lot of research in the lab, I'm sure, in, in regards to, um, the effectiveness of ortates, but how, how he decides to even look at ortates. It's up for debate. I mean, I haven't, I haven't found information on that. Um, why he, you know, just stumbled across it, I don't know. Um, but, you know, ortic acid is a natural component of whey. And, um, you know, even, uh, it's even produced during, um, uh, in breast, it's even in breast milk. Uh, so it, it is a, obviously a natural component. And, you know, a lot of research was probably going on, you know, in regards to, um, you know, breastfeeding and stuff, um, you know, so a lot of, you know, a lot of research is going into, you know, just breaking down, you know, the components of breast milk, you know, why, why breastfeeding was, was superior, uh, than other, you know, what have you. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, it's just eventually, you know, whether he had help or whatnot, um, you know, just, he decided that, to uh, start working with Ortes and just uh, recognize just how um, how better absorbed it is, but I mean there is there is more science behind it. Um, just because you know you start to get into uh, passive passive diffusion, facilitated diffusion, uh, active transport. Uh, but he did he did discover during his practice that there were no mineral supplements available that could address the mineral needs of his sick individuals and. Uh, this was the roadblock that caused him to invent or start using uh, new mineral transporters that, you know, obviously other people were just not using. Um, and, you know, that was that was mainly um, he, he was actually using calcium AEP before um, other before Ortate. So calcium AEP was what he used for EMS. Um and so it's a unique type of calcium that nourishes the nerves and cell membranes. So it's two amino ethyl phosphates. 
which is a natural substance that is formed during phospholipid metabolism. So, you know, it's just like, you know, giving that derivative, derivative instead of having, instead of relying on the body to produce it itself. Um, and so it just makes for faster healing. And, you know, that's essentially what we're trying to do with mineral balancing, you know, upgrading the supplements, um, you know, just improving uh, the, the amount of, let's say, zinc or magnesium that gets into the cell. Um, you know, so it, it, it will definitely speed up the program. Um, but yeah, like, you know, going back to calcium AEP, that's what he was using first, along with, uh, you know, calcium and magnesium aspartate. Um, and, and then eventually he did, uh, he did move, he did start working with, uh, ortates. So ortic acid, you said come from whey. I'm assuming that means whey protein, correct? Yeah. Yeah, whey protein. So, I mean, there's like, in regards to milk, um, there, there's a, there's a certain type of, you know, I guess, you know, I think it's skim milk. Skim milk, I believe, is higher in ortic mm-hmm. acid versus uh, other milk, but it also depends on, um, you know, when, you know, when, when that uh, milk is, um, you know, received. So, yeah, I mean, it, skim milk, I believe, is higher in uh, ortic acid versus others. But, you know, like I said, you know, it is, it's, you know, cow milk has higher ortic acid than, you know, let's say breast milk. Um, so there, there is a difference in quantity there. Um, but, yeah. So um, what it sounds like is he realized that specific mineral transporters couldn't get within the cell into the mitochondria where where it's needed. So he decided to use a different transport system, whether that be aspartate or ortic acid, to deliver the mineral to a specific site within the cell when his sick patients had trouble um, basically absorbing regular mineral supplements, which is probably pretty common, I would imagine, even in mineral balancing, because so many people that you're, they're coming to you, obviously, because they don't feel well. So they're most likely in some form of burnout stage. And when you're in that kind of stage and your ratios are off, you have less cell permeability. And so using an upgraded form of something that can deliver to the cell while someone's in burnout makes a lot of sense. And that's kind of what he got into. And it's decades old. I'm surprised more people aren't talking about it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, um, I mean, he did a lot of research in terms of, you know, cellular membrane. So, you know, he, he, he just began searching for new classes of mineral supplements consisting of a negatively, negatively charged carrier ion bound to, uh, positively charged mineral ions. Um, and, and these, and these mineral ortes could be transported as electrically neutral substances, uh, through simple, uh, diffusion. Um, you know, instead of relying on active transport, um, but you can also, you know, there, there, there is a discussion on why, why mineral ortates are so effective. Um, and, you know, so, you know, these, so one, one explanation was, is that these mineral ortates can utilize, uh, nucleotide transporters. Um, so they get into the cells a certain way, but, you know, with, um, Dr. Nieper's, uh, research, you know, basically it can just, 
you know, get through the cell through simple diffusion instead of, you know, facilitated diffusion or active transport. Um, so he does come at it from a different angle instead of just, you know, well, ortic acid is part of, you know, it can use um, nucleotide uh, transporters. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there, I, th I think there is uh, different ways in which these mineral ortases can get into the cell. Um, but, it, you know, something as easy, you know, as simple diffusion. I mean, that's that's incredible in terms of like, you know, supplementing with calcium um, or, you know, magnesium, potassium and zinc. Yeah, it makes little sense. And even there is even a part in your um, notes and stuff that I was looking over that, you know, says the ortate reason, a bunch of numerous diseases, especially decalcification and immune aggression towards the cell. And then it said orotates tend to correct calcification while conventional calcium supplementation causes calcification. So why does the orotate, um, you know, version not cause calcification when a regular calcium supplement would? So it doesn't. Um, so it's, it's about how it's absorbed. Um, and for one, you know, these the calcium orotate, it, it targets the pentose pathway. Um, and that's where it's basically metabolized. Um, so it, it doesn't it doesn't increase uh, blood calcium the way that other supplement calcium supplements do. Um, so it'll you know he he worked with a lot of uh, clients that had uh, decalcification, um, and and with decalcification you have a lot of pain, um, and you know calcium itself is anti-inflammatory. So you know this probably relates to uh, an someone's oxidation rate, obviously. Um, but yeah, calcium is anti-inflammatory, uh, but it was, it targeted, um, you know, the bones and cartilage versus, you know, without any side effects, you know, like other, you know, calcium supplements, you know, would do. Um, and, and this is where, yeah, so it, it would actually reduce a lot of pain. Um, and it, it would, uh, it would grow back bone, uh, you know, fair, uh, very quickly. Um, and unfortunately, you know, a lot of people don't know about it, know about it today. You know, um, you got, you know, a lot of these people that have, uh, tremendous pain in, in regards to their skeletal system, um, decalcification, you know, they're doing all these different therapies that are actually quite barbaric in my opinion. Um, and so, you know, and something as simple as just giving someone enough, someone enough calcium ortate to call, you know, to correct the, the, the problem is, is, is profound um, and cheap. Um, but yeah, you know, you can actually run into, uh, you know, certain side effects to where, you know, you'll have a uh, deposit of calcium into the soft tissues. Um, you'll have calcification of, of course, the body that you, that, you know, <laughs> that you don't want. That's not intended. Um, and, and so calcium ortate um, would, would not uh, would not do would not do this. And, you know, for one, it's about where it's metabolized, where it's transported to. Um, and it doesn't. It doesn't accumulate. So it won't it won't accumulate in soft tissues, the arteries. Um, and, and that's one of the problems with. Uh, these therapies that are used to address decalcification, um, you know, it'll end up, you know, causing calcification of, um, you know, soft tissues, the arteries. 
um, so serious, some serious side effects. Um, and, but, you know, calcium, calcium mortate is, even magnesium mortate is quite, uh, quite interesting. Uh, magnesium mortate is probably the most well researched in terms of, uh, improving the cardiovascular system, improving heart health. But, you know, according to, uh, Dr. Nieper's uh, research, uh, on magnesium mortate, it, it actually activates, uh, you know, it removes these, uh, these plaques from the arteries. Um, so it, it'll remove the, uh, the plaque, you know, the, uh, the cholesterol. He actually saw, uh, cholesterol levels rise, uh, in his patients, uh, temporarily because that's what happens. You know, I actually see this on mineral balancing programs to where, you know, we'll see uh, the elimination of calcium. And, you know, someone might say, oh, that's, that's not good. That's bad. Why is my calcium going up? Well, especially if you're quite, if you're up in age and you have calcification to, to a significant degree, you can actually see yourself dumping quite a bit of calcium before, um, or dumping, uh, quite a bit of calcium and cholesterol before it starts to, uh, you know, to low, to lower, uh, you know, for, you know, in terms of calcium and cholesterol. So he would see cholesterol levels spike. And then eventually, after like a year of therapy, you actually get down to normal. Um, it's cleaning out the arteries. Um, so magnesium and calcium mortate is actually profound when it comes to, um, you know, either selectively uh, correcting decalcification and, you know, also at the same time, um, you know, decalcifying or removing plaque in places where it doesn't belong. Yeah, it's, it's a couple of interesting notes I have just um, from experiential. Since I switched over to the calcium orotate, I've actually had some like flare ups and old joint pain where I used to have like uh, in my in my left knee that used to be kind of chronic and it would come and go, <clears throat> but I haven't had it in a while and it kind of flared up. And then also I used to have really, really bad hip pain and they'd be really tight when I would go to yoga and stuff. That's kind of flared up as well. So I've, you know, I just know with mineral balancing and stuff, it kind of, that stuff comes and goes, but super interesting. So I feel like it's definitely working on like that, them joints and cartilage and working through that with the calcium orate and the new magnesium I've been using and stuff and the, um, the fructoborate that we'll talk about that in another podcast, but just using that alone. But another thing that you just touched on is my last blood test that I've done. Well, you know, I did it maybe like three, four months ago. My, my, um, cholesterol was 370. So it clearly shot up from doing the uh, mineral balancing protocol. So I'm interested to see over time how that falls back down because, um, traditionally my cholesterol would stay a little elevated, um, maybe like 280 to 320, never 370, but it, it was always a little high. And I think that was due to a lot of the chronic infections and parasites and just liver dysfunction and stuff that I had in general. But I, I definitely don't think it was from eating red meat and eggs. I think it's, <laughs> there's deeper underlying issues with the cholesterol issue. And if you balance out over time, your cholesterol will balance as well. Yeah, that was probably one of the, uh, uh, most uh, interesting parts of reading his book, which is The Curious Man. Um, I think it was, you know, there's, um, but, you know, there, there's actually quite a bit. I mean, it's kind of unrelated, but, you know, he, I will say that he was actually very interested in physics. And he was just like, well, you know, if, if a doctor didn't study physics, then he would not be able to um, understand the body. Um, very well, you know, 
uh, you know, deeply. Um, and, and this gets, I, I believe this gets into other uh, protocols with mineral balancing, such as the, the pushing down exercise. But I mean, that's, uh, that's definitely off topic, but I mean, he, um, yeah, he did, uh, he, he studied cellular membrane. Um, he did study cellular membranes to, you know, to a deep degree. And, and he was actually saying that, um, the membrane charge was actually, uh, you know, the membranes that would actually charge itself from the, the vacuum energy. Um, so, you know, he does, he does get into some esoteric science there. Uh, but, you know, in terms of the, uh, mineral ore taste, he, you know, he was saying that they're mostly taken up by, uh, mesenchymal tissue, cartilage tissue, the vessel walls, uh, the blood, uh, brain barrier and the matrix of bone. So, you know, it would, the mineral ore taste will target, uh, certain parts of the body. Um, and then you will have, I mean, obviously you will have healing of that body or of that specific, uh, part of the body in some, in some capacity. Uh, so I imagine that, like you were saying, with your experience with it, um, especially in terms of cartilage. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'm getting younger every day since I switched to calcium orotate. I swear on everything. My wife was like, your skin looks amazing. She just told me yesterday. I'm like, I don't know what Aaron's researching over there, but whatever he's got me on, I'm like, it's doing the job for sure. Um, let's dive into um, more, a little bit more about magnesium orotate because that's in some of the formulas that we're going to talk about today. I've taken or magnesium orotate um really for years because it's in the bioptimizer stuff, but it was never obviously balanced with calcium and I feel way better on that. But we have a lot of the, um, you're using magnesium orotate and all of the uh, like supplements that we're about to come out with uh, this week. So talk a little bit more about magnesium orotate. Yeah. So mag magnesium orotate is definitely, it's definitely going to be a game changer. Um, just because of the effect that it has on the cardiovascular system, heart health, um, but, you know, magnesium orotate seems to have more antioxidative effects than, you know, just the two elements alone. Uh, so it does, it does promote cellular oxygen uptake, um, and improves membrane electrical conductivity, um, and also inhibits free radical formation. Uh, so, you know, it is actually, it's shown to be better uh, than other magnesium salts, um, uh, especially at, you know, uh, increasing uh, tissue magnesium levels. Um, so, you know, it gets into the cell very, very well. Uh, and so magnesium is, you know, primarily intracellular. Uh, so, you know, you want to supplement with a form of magnesium that, you know, gets transported inside the cell, uh, you know, very efficiently and obviously better than, you know, these other magnesium compounds. Um, but, you know, magnesium mortate is well studied in terms of um, cardiovascular health, you know, goes into the vessel walls, uh, thanks to ortic acid. And, and you know, it's it's a tra it's attraction to the pentose pathway. Um, and so it improves vessel elasticity by a significant margin. Um, but, you know, it also helps to prevent kidney failure, hardening of the arteries and diabetes. Um, but it, like I said, it is well studied in terms of heart health, preventing cardiac necrosis. And this is actually coupled with or compounded with potassium ortate, which we have in the slow ox. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll eventually talk more about the potassium ortate, but yeah, I mean, magnesium ortate is unrivaled. 
uh, in terms of its effect on, uh, you, know, you know, cardiovascular function. Um, and I would just say, you know, you know, because it does, it does improve intracellular levels better than other salts from, from a lot of research. So why in the formulas do we not use just all orotate? Why do you like to kind of combine different mineral transporters, even though they're not specifically the ones that he, he researched? Why do you like the combination? So, yeah, that, that is a good question. Um, and, and some of it has to do with how strong it may be. Um, and, and for one, you don't need as much magnesium orotate as people think to get to get. And so you don't need... Um, 400 milligrams of elemental magnesium um you know in terms of so you know when we when we're using magnesium orotate we need a much lower dose so you know it's not about and so it's about keeping the same ratios that dr paul Hack has you know for the nk or for the you know nk up you know and um so if you take that three times a day six times a day you're looking at 30 milligrams 30 to 60 milligrams of magnesium orotate um, and that's actually quite a lot for, uh, for magnesium, you know, for supplementing with such a bio, higher bioavailability, uh, of, you know, of a magnesium compound. Um, so you don't, you don't need as much. Um, and so I was kind of just, you know, you know, I'm, you know, on the safe side. You know? So I just wanted to, you know, split it in half. I mean, you're still getting enough magnesium orotate if you take it three to six times a day. Um, you're still going to feel the effect. And I am a fan of glycinates. Um, and, you know, so they, they do have, so for, for one, they have different effects. So, like I said, you know, with, in terms of mineral transporters, they go to different parts of the body. Um, you know, magnesium mortate is, you know, attracted to more, you know, let's say the pentose pathway, the vessels, um, and, you know, while glycinate has a different effect. Um, so I do think that someone could benefit from taking a combination there. Yeah, that seems to be the case. It's like, why, why not use different transporters? You know, that's the whole idea behind the magnesium breakthrough that I promote on this show, even though now I kind of lean a lot more towards a calcium magnesium supplement. But that was their, that was very smart of them with that ideology, in my opinion. Um, because you want to be able to affect different systems within the body. Some people will say, oh, well, it doesn't really matter. It's just going to go where it needs to go. But it's like, well, maybe not. What if we, why wouldn't we, if we can, very simply, the manufacturer can make it for us, switch up and have multiple carriers and try to target multiple different areas if possible. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely what you, whatever mineral conjugate or chelate they're using, it, it decides, it decides a lot. Um, and, you know, especially if certain uh, mineral transporters are downregulated whenever someone is, you know, just, uh, you know, quite sick um, or toxic <laughs> heavy metals. Because heavy metals, they do interfere with, uh, you know, someone's mineral transporters, you know, and, um, you know, maybe uh, certain, um, uh, you know, genes that impact uh, how well someone you know, absorbs, uh, you know, let's say zinc or some other mineral from the diet. Um, you know, th th you know, we'll actually get into this eventually in terms of zinc picolinate, why I like it so much. Uh, but I mean, it, it, you know, so it, it does whatever, 
mineral compound you're using can have a profound effect. Um, so I think that it, it will definitely have, we'll definitely see more results using, uh, you know, magnesium mortate, magnesium uh, glycinate over magnesium amino acid chelate. Uh, so with the first version of the NAK up, I did, I did, I did have uh, magnesium amino acid chelate in there because for one, that's all I had uh, available to me. So I have to go based upon what the manufacturer has, uh, or will allow me to use, um, and so I couldn't use magnesium glycinate. Um, but, you know, I do, we'll definitely see the difference, you know, with NAK up 2.0 in, in relation to, uh, you know, amino acid chelates. Um, you know, amino acid chelates, I mean, they're, they're a bit complex. You know, sometimes a manufacturer will use it to um, hide their formula, whatever uh, conjugates or chelates they're using. Um but even you won't like even when a manufacturer um, or company uses amino acid chelate as a generic term to hide their formula, you're still not going to find ortate in there. You're not going to get picolinate in there. Um, so there's so th this is what separates NKF from lipkin uh, because for one, zinc picolinate is far better than amino acid chelate that you find in lipkumin. Um, and, you know, talking in regards to magnesium, I mean, amino acid chelate has nothing on magnesium portate. Um, and, and like when you're using magne when you, when you're using amino acid chelate, uh, you know, you, you still have a, comp a competition of amino acids, um, and the transporters they use, um, so, you know, it, it does, that can impact, you know, absorption or, you know, how bioavailable uh, the mineral is in, in that um, in that formulation or that amino acid chelate. So, I mean, it does, it, gets, it does get a little complicated there. Uh, you know, I always wondered why, you know, study after study shows that, uh, let's say, a, um, a mineral that's chelated with glycinate does so much better or outperforms amino acid chelate. Um, even when that amino acid chelate is fully reacted with a, uh, with all your different amino acids, you know, uh, glycinate still out, outperforms it, <laughs> uh, because, you know, amino acid chelate uses different, uses, uh, amino acid transporters. And so, but you have a competition of these amino acids and, you know, some, some amino acids do not bind very well to certain minerals or, you know, and et cetera. So you do have a difference there. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I know the guys over at Bioptimizers personally, they have a lot of good data around magnesium alone about when they use all seven forms, how much more is actually absorbed in comparison to using singular forms. So, and, the, and they weren't just testing like shitty forms. Like they were like, they would test their seven forms of magnesium against like just magnesium glycinate or against, you know, some other magnesium compound. And, the more forms that they had in there, the better it was absorbed. And for whatever reason, they have clear scientific data around that. So there's definitely something about using different forms. And I think you definitely hit, hit that fucking nail on the head with the, with the new formulations, I think. And, you know, there's always, you know, I, you know, there's always room from uh, room for uh, growth um, or, you know, just improving something. Um, so, you know, I do, I do have, we do have something in, in the works for, you know, 
uh, you know, several years down the line, um, you know, if we ever want to improve it. But, you know, if we get very, very good results, then, you know, perhaps, um, you know, perhaps, you know, it doesn't, we don't need to improve it. But there's always, you know, we could add, uh, you know, different uh, chelates such as magnesium aspartate or, or uh, arginate or something like that. But, you know, I think uh, with NAKL 2.0, we're going to see, we're going to see a, a profound difference. Um, and, and it's probably strong enough because you don't want to make something too strong to where someone um, either can't handle or just can't take too much of it. So you do want a, a balance there to where, you know, it's, it's you know, you got to find that sweet spot. <laughs> For sure. I know you spoke about heavy metals a little bit. In your opinion, with the more bioavailable forms, I'm assuming you think that the heavy metal detox is going to happen a lot quicker than when uh, traditionally some people who are really burnt out and just can't really get it. You know, they, they're consistent with the program. It takes them a year or more sometimes to actually detox the metals. You think that's going to happen a lot quicker, correct? I, I definitely do. Um uh, and definitely. Uh, so, you know, especially when using mineral ortates and how, how well they're, uh, they're able to, um, target enzymes, uh, and, and you pretty much push out or replace the heavy metals. Uh, and, and that's where, you know, you get a huge improvement in your health is whenever, uh, you know, you have better enzymatic function. Um, and I, I think the, the mineral ortase will, will just speed that up. Um, and yeah, I definitely, especially, you know, when you're, when you start to work with, uh, minerals that are primarily intracellular, um, you know, namely zinc, magnesium, potassium, I mean, you, you can get a, a, you know, a significant, uh, difference when, when supplementing them. Um, and especially in the ratios that Dr. Wallach uses. Um, so we're definitely, I, th I think we're definitely, um, taking Dr. Paul X work to the next level, uh, incorporating, uh, mineral rotates. And, you know, what I found, um, interesting is that, you know, Dr. Um, Heinz, uh, Dnieper, he, you know, he was, he was, you know, living in the same, Around, you know, at the same time as Dr. Paul Eck, um, you know, whether Dr. Paul Eck, you know, came across, I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure he did, uh, just because Dr. Hans Nieper, he was actually very well known. I mean, he worked, um, he, he actually worked at the Sloan, uh, uh, catering, um, uh, cancer research, uh, center. Um, and so, you know, he was very well known. I mean, uh, he worked with uh, celebrities, uh, politicians. Um, so I, I'm pretty sure that Dr. Paul Eck probably came across him. Um, but, you know, at that time, uh, you know, the, the mineral ortates were only available in Germany. Um, it wasn't, a, it wasn't uh, manufactured or allowed in uh, the, the U.S., uh, for one, like, you know, people would uh, travel to Germany um, to work with uh, Dr. Hans, and he would actually send them back with medication. Um, and the um, they would, it would get confiscated. And so, mm -hmm. 
you know, the F- FDA was going after them. And what's ironic, which is, which is crazy, is that uh, the FDA, one of um, someone working in the FDA had, I think it was either a spouse or someone had uh, terminal cancer or something. Um, and they actually wanted Hans, uh, Dr. Hans' help uh, at uh, treating it. And so the FDA, FDA, you know, had a meeting with him and there was an agreement that they would not confiscate his patient's medication. Uh, so, you know, um, and then so there was some collaboration there because uh, Dr. Hans, you know, his cancer therapy was uh, quite advanced and very successful for specific types. Um, and so whenever, you know, if you're if you're in the FDA or something and. And, you know, all the, you know, what the, the cancer therapies that you have access to isn't working. You start to uh, say, well, you know, we, we need to, uh, we need to talk to this guy and uh, use his, uh, <laughs> his therapy. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's all fun and games. You follow the law and you follow your orders until your, until your wife's got cancer and you can't figure it out. And so then yeah. you go searching for the, for real answers. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that's probably one of the reasons why, you know, depending on what kind of uh, mineral compounds or chelates, uh, Dr. Pollack had access to at that time. Um, I do know that you know active B active B vitamins were were available at that time, um, even though he he was using um, uh, pyridoxine. Uh, but I mean that's even a little shady, uh, just because. You know, especially with uh, P5P as a dietary supplement, um, th- there are quite a bit of reports showing that it was sold or marketed as a dietary supplement before 1994. Um, you can we can actually go into that act, but uh, you know that actually safeguards some of these nutritional supplements from from becoming patented or or labeled as a drug because uh, big pharma they do want to go after certain. Uh, certain uh, nutritional supplements. Um, but, you know, yeah, I mean, it's up to debate. I mean, why, uh, you know, Dr. Paul Ike did not, you know, change the formula before, you know, his untimely death. Yeah, I mean, on, honestly, if you think about the 90s, like the internet was just becoming available. Like the we do, there's, he, he was having to search out like orotates and then like shipping and the way we, you know, we can get stuff from all over the world super easy now. So there was probably a bunch of hurdles that he would have had to go through to find the information just like via library or getting something sent to him. The internet was just kind of booming. So it wasn't like we just had access to documents or could just download books like we can now and stuff. So, and then obviously he had a full practice where he was reading hair tests all day. So there was probably a lot going on that made it a little bit more challenging than like nowadays we can just be like, okay, how, uh, how much is this formula? Get it shipped over. Like we can just do shit super easy nowadays. And uh, so speaking of the Indomet and the Dr. Paul X stuff though, like when is the last time that they've even updated a lot of this stuff? Has it been since his death, like 30 years ago? Uh, I think um, I haven't really, I mean, I haven't really kept up with it, you know, although I haven't really seen much difference. I mean, I think with SBF, um, I, I think they started, I think they switched over to copper uh, glycinate. Um, they did remove, um, I think, parathyroid. Um, so they have made minor changes. Uh, 
but overall, I mean, it's pretty much the same. I do know the labeling changed a bit. I know they now it says amino acid chelate. At one time, it you know it had rice protein chelates. Um, but I mean, technically, I mean, you kind of have to uh, call the lab to really get the uh, <laughs> the d- difference, understand the difference in terminology there. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think amino acid chelate is one of the, I'm going to say one of the cheapest forms to use. Um, yeah, versus definitely compared to ortate, um, and, and glycinate. Um, but yeah, then, you know, with glycinate, you can have, you know, what they call tracks, uh, T-R-C-C-S. Or T-R-A-C-C-S, sorry. Um, so, I, I mean, there's, there's, yeah, but anyways, um, I, I don't think that there's much difference, I mean, from, from what I can, uh, recall. Um, I think that was just kind of with the SBF. I know they didn't change really, they didn't change anything in the Megapan. Um, unless they, I don't, they may have changed the, the form of folate, um, but I may be wrong there. But other than that, no, uh, I don't. I don't think there's been much of an update at all. Pardon the interruption. I want to take a quick break to talk about gut health. With all of the research coming out over the last decade, we know exactly how important the gut microbiome actually is for our overall health. If you're anything like me, then you have struggled with tons and tons of gut issues. I grew up on a lot of different antibiotics. As I got older, I did a lot of partying, drugs, alcohol, standard American diet, yada, yada, yada. Fast forward, I had chronic mold toxicity in line. After that, I really couldn't get my gut to function properly. I spent tons and tons of money on different kefirs, yogurts, probiotics, different things that really didn't seem to work. That is until I found Just Thrive. It's a 100% spore-based probiotic that arrives 100% alive in your gut for maximum impact. It has a thousand times better survivability versus other leading probiotics. It helps support digestive, immune, and total body health. For me, it really helped to beat bloating, gas, constipation, and diarrhea. And it is even clinically proven to address leaky gut in just 30 days. So what I do is I take two caps with my largest meal and it really helps to improve nutrient absorption as well. And they are backed by a 100% money back guarantee. So for if any reason it doesn't work for you, no questions asked, you can get a refund. If you want to try out Just Thrive Spore-Based Probiotics, go over to Just Thrive Health and use code ITP15 for 15% off at the checkout. If you're anything like me in the health and optimization space, you're not only looking for which supplements may make you feel optimal, but also different technologies. The problem with most technologies on the market is they can really burn a hole in your pocket. If you are looking for the most affordable, but yet yet highly effective technologies that help promote detoxification, better sleep, mitochondria function, immune function, look no further than Therasage. I have their portable infrared sauna and I am willing to put that sauna against any other sauna on the market. It heats up quickly. I get an amazing sweat. I've been in some of these really, really expensive saunas and I prefer my Therasage sauna. The new addition that I have in my home is the Therasage PEMF mat. This is a game changer. A lot of people who are dealing with chronic illness and autoimmune conditions could really benefit for at-home PEMF. 
when you're trying to do PEMF out at a clinic, it can charge like 30, 60, sometimes $100 per session. Therisage has just dropped the most affordable PEMF mat on the market. You can use it daily. It has a TENS mat. It has red light. It's a heating pad. My wife is absolutely obsessed with this thing. It has just brought more energy, mental clarity, and all around overall well-being. I gave up my morning meditation recently and just started laying on the PEMF mat. It's such a great addition to have that with the sauna. The PEMF will help you to release a lot of the toxins and then you can sweat those out via the sauna and you will just feel rejuvenated. So if you wanna try out any of the Therisage products, you can use the code Kaufman10. I will link to their website in the show notes. They have the most amazing affordable technology biohacks on the planet. Yeah, and I know we've had this discussion, you know, two things to say there. We've had the discussion for sure that we believe that if Dr. Paul Eck was still around, he would have done a lot of this stuff that we're doing right now. Maybe not the identical formula, but he would have upgraded it probably because how much he was always researching. And then, like I said, the internet, this information being available, new labs being available. He would have probably done a lot of this stuff. And then um, the other thing about like the amino acid chelates and things like that, which I spoke to Luke about this a little bit on his YouTube show is like the overall just transparency of it, right? Like I hang around a lot of these, you know, biohackers or at least connect with them on, on my podcast and stuff. And, you know, if I were to send them a lot of these Indomet supplements, even even if they seen all the work that it's how, you know, all the metals I've dumped, all of the things, they would read a lot of these ingredients and they're, they'd probably pass on it because they know the information is so available now about, you know, the additives, the magnesium sterates, the coatings, you know, the more active forms. And a lot of people now have genetic tests and their geneticist tells them not to take certain forms of things. So like there's so much information available that even just a, a, a typical client can do a good Google search and realize that they, they wouldn't really want to take these products. And, you know, um, some of the doctors that I'm cool with, you know, that even do HTMA, like I was just talking to a friend, really high, really high level doctor that I've had on the show a long time ago. And she's like, I, I just would never take the Indomet stuff. And I was like, yeah, I get it. You know, I almost was turned off about all of the shit that was in it myself, but I was just kind of so brain fogged that I was willing to try whatever. And, you know, luckily I did because it worked for me and now it's turning into my business. But um, overall, like just the transparency alone of like, what is, you know, what am I putting into my body? People come into this program. A lot of them are already healthy. They're making good food choices. They're buying food from farms or grass fed to bare minimum or no antibiotics or steroids within their food, trying to buy organic produce if they can. So if you get a person like that and then you give them one of these supplements, there's just a lot of questions that they're going to have around what's in there. You know, do it. I mean, what are you you're supposed to tell them to call the lab or you got to call the lab for them? Like a lot of that is like, not to the standard of like the supplements that I take. And so that's why I was really super wanted to be involved and was curious when you were started sending me formulations and everything. And I thought you were really getting close. I made a couple suggestions here and there, but overall, like I knew that you were like onto something. I was like, these are a lot of the forms that like I've researched things that I would use. This is more like a protocol that I would wish I would have had right from the beginning. So that's why I'm super involved in it. I definitely, I definitely do think that, you know, things are a work in progress. Um, you know, you're, you're not going to reach perfection right away. Um, so, you know, whether or not 
you know, the formulas that we have coming out can be improved upon. Yeah, I mean, I, I never, I never, you know, I never like to say that that something doesn't need to be improved in some capacity, but it is going to be better than what what we had previously, or what you know, you know, in my opinion, you know, uh, in terms of endomet supplements, um, the effectiveness, um, you know, just how how fast they work, uh, but. But yeah, I definitely think that it's going to be um, uh, a game changer. Yeah, yeah, cool. So let's let's dive into them. Uh, we'll kind of go through each of them here. Um, I will do NAK up last because I have some extra questions around that because that's the only one that we kind of have like clinical data around. So let's start with the um, slow ox. Why was that like one of your main? What was that like? Yeah, basically that was the second one you reformulated. Why was that like the main one on your list that you thought needed upgraded? Yeah, so you know it was um, it was definitely you know Lewis and uh, other practitioners. Um, that, you know, pretty much kind of got the ball running, um, you know, because I, I was hesitant before. I was hesitant in doing it because, you know, of financial uh, matters. But, you know, Lewis and, you know, definitely um, I would say uh, Lauren had two, two purple carrots. I mean, it was kind of like that, that drive, that push to, you know, we need to make this happen. Um, so, you know, the main – I would say the main um, objective was to uh, use the active forms of, of B vitamins. Um, and, you know, that was, and then I just kind of, you know, added that, that additional touch with the, you know, the ortates um, and the, um, you know, just the, the better forms of let's say selenium. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, the, the active, the B vitamins were the, were the main objective at that, at that time. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was influenced by, you know, you know, multiple practitioners, uh, it's, it's development. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we, um, you know, one well-known change is obviously the, the B6, you know, convert, you know, changing pyridoxine to P5P. And, you know, this, this is probably one of the hottest discussions uh, now, uh, especially, you know, since uh, Dave Asprey, I'll, I'll bring up his post in regards to uh, B6 supplementation. Um, but, you know, just recently, I believe there there have been research showing that, you know, high dose pyridoxine, if you're not able to convert it very well, then it will have higher, a higher probability of, comp- of competing with uh, P5P binding. And so you can actually get uh, symptoms related to, uh, you know, pyridoxine toxicity that actually mimics a deficiency in P5P activity. Uh, so, you know, that, I think that gets a little confusing for some people. It's like, you know, you're, 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 you're toxing the pyridoxine, but you're experiencing deficiencies of P5P. Um, <laughs> so, you know, people automatically just blame, uh, you know, B6 as a whole, as, as a group, um, when no, I mean, there's different forms. I mean, you even have pyridoxine, uh, you have different forms of uh, B6 uh, de- derivatives. Uh, uh, one is pyridoxamine, which we can get into, but uh, either way, um, yeah, so B6, you know, we did, we do have P5P in there. 
um, and, and your body, it does take a load off your, your liver uh, simply because, uh, you know, your, your liver needs, I mean, so pyridoxine is converted into P5P through uh, pyridoxal kinase, the enzyme. And this actually requires a zinc ATP complex, uh, which is fueled by uh, metallothionin. Uh, um, and, and so, you know, you need, uh, you know, energy, you, you need ATP, I mean, you need ATP, you need zinc um, to, to be able to convert, uh, you know, enough pyridoxine into P5P. But, I mean, your body is using, is having to use zinc in so many different, for so many different things. So, uh, I mean, you really want to take the load off uh, your liver, uh, you want to take the stress off of having to uh, partition zinc to that enzyme. Um, so, I mean, plus, you know, people get enough pyridoxine in, in the diet. I mean, it's predominantly in, in plant food. Um, you, you mainly find uh, P5P in, in animal food, um, animal, animal products, sorry. Uh, so it's, it's primarily in meat. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's just a, a better form to uh, supplement with because, I mean, you don't have you don't have to guess whether or not someone's going to be able to convert enough. Um, and, you know, P5P is a game changer for certain people that have a lot of inflammation because um, your body actually uses up more P5P uh, during inflammatory states. So you're putting even more stress on that uh, paradoxal kinase or that enzyme. Um, and so, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just way more effective using P5P, especially, uh, you know, people that actually find their way to mineral balancing because most clients, you know, they're, they're not in, in the best shape of their life, um, you know. So they, they, they typically have, you know, quite severe health issues or significant health issues, symptoms, um, so that, you know, they need the active forms versus relying on their body to, to handle it correctly or convert it. Um, so, you know, B6 was, uh, you know, that, um, I guess maybe the, the biggest, uh, uh player there, uh, that, you know, the big, you know, the, the biggest thing that we wanted to change. Yeah. I mean, it makes total sense. Um, when I was in the whole copper revolution, group forever which i still always say made me dive into a lot of different forms of minerals and so there's a lot of people uh in there like 20 30,000 people saying their best what their favorite forms were or posting blog posts or research around why they use certain forms and that was kind of what tr triggered me into i was already into forms a little bit you know through the bioptimizers and different stuff but that kind of really got me into it and uh, it's funny they were they were anti-b6 though like b6 is always toxic and it's you know in, in, as with everything it comes down to context right like yeah b6 is toxic if it's maybe in the inactive form and you don't have certain biological functions working correctly obviously liver function most people don't have going too well for them even if they think they're healthy their liver's probably a little sluggish atp another big factor in today's toxic world people don't have you know zinc is what we see universally being really low in hair tests it's what we give probably the most of we give a lot of zinc more than more than people would tend to think that we would give because even fast oxidizers get zinc slow oxidizers, everybody gets zinc zinc for everybody and so those are all things that you need like you said to convert that inactive form so it's not just as simple as B6 being toxic, although if 
you take some B6 and you feel awful, there's probably good reason. And it is causing some form of toxicity, but it can obviously easily be mitigated by just using the active form. And B6 is critical and it even helps with, um, you know, uh, absorbing that magnesium that we're giving everybody as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, uh, and then I also, you know, must say that, um, it's not just about supplementing with P5P, uh, simply because, uh, you know, you got to have good alkaline phosphatase levels, uh, which is actually um, in- impacted by your zinc and magnesium status. So if you have a zinc deficiency, magnesium deficiency, then your al- alkaline uh, phosphatase is maybe low and you're not going to be able to uh, use B6 uh, proper- properly because, um, <clears throat> you know, this alkaline phosphatase helps to move P5P across the blood brain barrier. Um, so it does uh, help with, it does impact uh, B6 utilization. Um, so that there's obviously other minerals involved uh, with, uh, you know, in terms of the uh, toxicity discussion of B6. Um, but, you know, that, that may be, there may be certain factors uh, that there's a reason why, P5P is high in the blood. Um, you know, it may be a defense mechanism um, or, or, you know, the body is not able to utilize P5P just because you have a uh, mineral deficiency of some kind. Yeah, that makes total sense. And <clears throat> that was a good good switch up. And I think a lot of people are going to be will gravitate towards um, all of the supplements that we just did that one switch alone. One, one switch that you liked <clears throat> oh, sorry. Um, was the vitamin B1 you switched over, which um, if anyone's never dug into B1 in the different forms, Elliot Overton's got an amazing YouTube channel. Maybe I'll put a couple of his videos in the show notes just for anybody who wants to dig into why bimphotymine and some other B1 sources are better. But why'd you switch up the B1 forms? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, the um, <clears throat> I do know that with, uh, you know, Lewis... They, they came out with a uh, active B complex prior to Solox. Uh, they just uh, decided, you know, they um, the the person that started decided that he didn't want to do it anymore. Uh, but they were they were still using thiamine uh, HCL in there, um, so it wasn't the active form of thiamine. So you know, we we have a combination of Solox is thiamine uh, pyrophosphate and benfotiamine. Uh, but there is still some thiamine HCL in there. Um, but, you know, in terms of benfotiamine, it is absorbed up to three times, three, you know, three times more than water soluble forms um, and can increase the levels of metabolically active thiamine by 120 fold. Um, so it's lipid uh, solubility allows it to penetrate the nerves more efficiently. Uh, but I would have to say that someone still needs enough uh, manganese to uh, to get the full effect even from benfotiamine. Because um, if someone has a, ma- a manganese deficiency, then, um, you know, even taking benfotiamine won't necessarily increase uh, uh, thiamine levels in the brain, B1 levels in the brain. Um, so this is why taking vitamins, no matter the form, without the necessary mineral, is, is it won't be as, as effective. And so this is why I think, um, you know, Slowox is... So, so effective in terms of its formulation because of the, the, uh, the mineral components and the forms that we're using. 
Yeah, I think the B1 was a good switch for sure after diving into. I tried to have Elliot Overton on the show, even though he uses these crazy high doses of B1 that I would no longer recommend. He he is definitely dug into just B1 and why it's effective for energy, for actually um, what a lot of people don't know is uh, glucose utilization as well, or just like your ability to handle more carbs. So, and uh, B1 can be super depleted in a lot of people. And um, they don't realize that, that that's another, there's a lot of factors that go into like ketogenic diets. I feel like that I, I used to be a big keto guy off and on. And now I realize like, oh, you can look at the calcium magnesium ratio. You can look at chromium. You can look at B1. And there's a lot of reasons why people's blood sugars are all out of whack. And it's just, just straight deficiencies in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. And um, <clears throat> your body can only absorb so much B1 at one time, no matter what form you're supplementing with. Um, and, you know, it just won't be able, and for one, it won't be able to utilize it very well. Um, just because, you know, there's not a mineral component there to, um, you know, just to, uh, to improve its utilization, uh, you know, and, but I do think that, you know, so you get the best effect in my opinion, when you're using, uh, more bioavailable forms along with the, the right amount of um, minerals. Um, and I mean, you get an even better effect uh, when someone's taking Solox with NAK up because you have even more manganese. So you got uh, manganese in Solox, you got manganese in uh, NAK up. So you're going to use that benfotiamine that we have in there uh, a lot better. Um, so it doesn't, it doesn't even require taking a very high dose because in time, you know, uh, your, your body is just going to uh, absorb just as much and utilize uh, just as much um, when you take it a certain way. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then obviously that's back to the, to the small doses over time, which obviously probably is a headache for people, but it just makes sense that your body doesn't want, you know, 10 times the amount of nutrients all at once. It definitely feels like it's just probably gets flooded and it doesn't know exactly what to do with everything. So yeah, it's a little bit of a headache, but some people just, you know, put them, separate them all out for the week. My one buddy used to just like separate morning, you know, afternoon and night for the whole week or two weeks, just so they just had them all ready to go, labeled them. And, you know, other people like me, I just take them, you know, as I eat each meal, but um, let's get into, uh, the vitamin E, which I, I love. I, I've taken vitamin E off and on, and I like the uh, mixed uh, tocotrienols type of stuff that you did. So why did you switch up to vitamin E? Uh, just because, for one, um, I do like the research behind tocotrienols a lot more than your uh, uh, your tocopherol, um, you know, what you normally find in uh, most, you know, vitamin E supplements or multivitamins. Um, Tocotrienol tends to be that, um, uh, you know, special compound, I mean, special product, um, you know. And so it's just, you know, research does show that tocotrienols are just more powerful in some ways. So the unsaturated side chain of tocotrienol allows for more efficient uh, penetration uh, into the tissues that have saturated fatty layers, such as the brain and liver. So you get, so, you know, this vitamin E, this form of vitamin E is better to supplement with when you're targeting certain parts of the body. And this goes, you know, this just, you know, goes back to, you know, why, you know, choosing orchids. So you, you get a better effect 
uh, on uh, certain parts of the body. Um, and the brain and liver, you know, especially the liver, um, you know, everyone needs uh, help in that in those areas. Um, so, you know, the tocotrienols do appear to, to have a better distribution, uh, you know, in the fatty layers uh, of the cell membrane. Um, and, it, and some research does indicate that it has greater antioxidant, you know, potential uh, than tocopherols. Um, you know, you know, to a significant degree, 46, 40 to 60 times more potent. So, you know, there, there is a, uh, you know, a, a big difference um, between the two. Um, and I do like the research uh, behind uh, blood cholesterol levels. So tocotrienols do, do show to have a uh, bigger efficiency at lowering high cholesterol. Um, but, you know, you know, most of the research, you know, behind vitamin E, vitamin E is, um, you know, done using tocopherol. So like 1% is actually, um, you know, using tocotrinos. Mm. So the overwhelming <clears throat> amount of vitamin E is not even the right form. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, tocotrinos, you know, just from a lot of the research, you know, it, it does way better than tocopherols. Um, and, you know, when, you know, especially in terms of brain and liver, I mean, that, you know, it's, it's such, those are so critical, uh, especially on a mineral balancing program. Um, and, you know, so, you know, especially with memory, like, you know, even when I take tocotrinos, I, I, I experience, you know, very good uh, memory uh, memory improvements, um, like working memory, being able to recall, um, you know, this and that. Um, so, I mean, there's definitely there's definitely a, a, an advantage to, uh, you know, toward, you know, using that versus uh, tocopherol. But I mean, when you combine when you combine tocotrino, tocotrinos with, uh, you know, certain minerals. Uh, such as potassium ortate, I mean, you have, you have a really good, uh, effect on the brain. Yeah. You, you love that potassium ortate as well. What have you dug into all around, uh, potassium ortate? Yeah. So it actually, um, so mo most of the research I would say, uh, is done in like, uh, Russia or Germany, um, those are probably the two main countries. I mean, Russia was doing a lot of research on it just because of the the ability of it to uh, basically regenerate uh, the liver, um, since there, you know there's uh, a lot of uh, alcohol abuse in Russia. Um, so potassium ortate had a lot of research uh, done on on the liver uh, in Germany. Um, you know, I, I think uh, Doctor. Uh, uh, Dnieper did a lot of research on it um, just because, you know, it is, uh, you know, predominantly, I mean, intracellular. Um, and, and so you want a very good form of potassium um, to, uh, you know, cross into the, uh, the cell um, uh, and be able to affect the mitochondria um, and uh, the cytosol. So, I mean, but, uh, you know, like I said, potassium is an essential mineral. Uh, it supports the nervous system, kidneys, cardiovascular system, uh, especially, the, you know, especially there's a lot of research behind 
potassium ortate and, and the heart. Um, it does better than potassium chloride um, in other forms, uh, but it's, it's also helpful for bone strength. And um, it actually, potassium ortate actually uh, has a positive response to stress anxiety. Uh, so it has like an anxiolytic effect that uh, they, they found that it produces an anti-aggressive, anti-phobic and anti-conflict uh, response in, uh, in mice. Um, so it had a similar effect as diazepam. Um, and, and so that, that was actually uh, an interesting um, <clears throat> article that I found, uh, you know, just the effect that potassium ortate has on the brain. Um, so it does, I think it has an effect on anxiety disorders and other forms of potassium. Um, and so, you know, one other interesting thing about potassium is that, well, especially in sloxizers with low aldosterone levels, uh, aldosterone actually increases intracellular potassium concentrations. Um, so in this case, you want to use a very good, good form of potassium, such as potassium ortate in sloxizers, uh, just because they typically have low aldosterone levels. And so um, they're, they're going to have lower intracellular potassium. Yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense. And what's the form that's currently used of potassium in the in the megapan? It's a uh, potassium amino acid chelate, um, uh, as always. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what's interesting is that well, in SBF they have a better form of potassium. It's potassium aspartate. But they, you know, it, it would be better if they use potassium aspartate in the in, in the megapan versus amino acid chelate. But they haven't changed that. Um, they, they may have updated. Um, SBF with the potassium aspartate, but, um, you know, Dr. Nieper, he was a big fan of the aspartase as well, but, you know, it, it only targets certain parts of, um, the, uh, the cell, uh, the, the inner cell membrane. Um, so, or, so potassium ortate is, is more effective than potassium aspartate in certain ways. Um, uh, but I did, I did choose to just, uh, you know, make it all potassium ortate because I, I think um, I think you'll have a, uh, you know, I think that's what's needed in sulfoxizers. So you think it needs to get all the way inside of the cell? You so you went all ortate for sure. Um, yeah. You know, uh, could 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 I do a combination? Could we do a combination of potassium ortate and potassium aspartate? Yeah, but um, I, I think uh, I think it's better just to you know, do it all potassium ortate because there's not that much potassium in slow in slow ox. So um, you're you're generally you're not getting that much potassium if even if you take it um, three times a day. Uh, so I think uh, you know the more potassium ortate the better. <laughs> <laughs> Oratates, baby. Let's go. Um, Let's get back onto the B vitamins a little bit. I know you switched up uh, folate in there, and I think folate's one of the ones that people are really picky about as well. So what does Endomet use, and then what did you update it to? Yeah, so uh, so we are using for folate, we're using the methyl tetrahydrofolate, um, 5-MTHF. That, that's the same form that Megapan uses. Um, it's actually the... You know, according to research, it is the safest form to use. Um, I, it, it just has a lot of advantages over your synthetic folic acid 
Um, it is well absorbed in the uh, gastrointestinal system, even when the pH is altered. Um, so it's, it's bioavailability. It's not, in, not affected by uh, metabolic defects or changes in pH. Um, and it, and it, it's a better form to use because it does prevent the potential negative effects of unconverted folic acid uh, in circulation. Um, so, so folic acid actually becomes, uh, uh, you know, dangerous to supplement with, you know, the synthetic folic acid. It's, and, you know, it's, it's what's added to, to foods. Um, and it's, I mean, it's not a good quality of, uh, uh folate at all. Um, and, and I tell people you have to be careful when buying supplements because, you know, the world. Yeah, yeah, I just cut out for a second, but you're good. Was that me? Was it? Oh, uh, but uh, but yeah. So, uh, so you were you were on a tell people to be careful with supplements. That's where I cut out. Yeah, so I tell them I tell them to uh, be careful uh, because the way that you read it is important. You know, they'll you know they'll interchange uh, folate with folic acid, uh, so it's not your you know, most supplements do not have the natural folate. You know, it's the synthetic version of folic acid. Um, so, you, so you know, I, I don't think it should be allowed to word it the way that they do, but some manufacturers, they do. Um, so you got to be careful there. But, you know, 5-MTHF is, is the best form of supplement with. Yeah. One unique thing that I thought that you did was the, the B12, which I had, I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen it or definitely not in the ratios that you did. So why did you switch up the B12 to kind of mimic what's found in animal products? Yeah. So with animal, with me, you know, it's, it's primarily adenosylcobalamin. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's around an 80% ratio, um, 80, 20, um, uh, maybe 75, uh, 25, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's close to the 80, 20 ratio. And, you know, so we, we did, uh, and I decided to use a combination of an cobalamin and methylcobalamin. Now, you know, I was, I was going to just completely use a cobalamin, but the manufacturer was like, well, we don't have enough to fulfill, uh, this order. So I, so I was pretty much forced to do a combination there. Um, just because, I was, you know, some practitioners were kind of, you know, leaning me towards to, you know, removing methylcobalamin completely, but just because of the effect that they, uh, that they had when, when taking it. Um, but, you know, methyl, methylcobalamin gets a little tricky, um, you know, especially in people that may have a high toxic burden, uh, you know, with, you know, uh, mercury or something. Um, so, you know, it gets a little tricky there. So I think, I think, uh, for most people, the adenosylcobalamin, um, is, is a much better form of B12. Um, so I do have that at a higher ratio than the methylcobalamin, but, um, methylcobalamin, it, I mean, it is the cheapest form to use of B12. Uh, but, you know, it, it still, uh, you know, it absorbs very well. Um, so that's, that's why, you know, most manufacturers, they use it because, well, for one, it's the cheapest and it, it has, you know, very good absorption. Um, 
but you know, yeah, I do. I did find it interesting that um, you know, uh, meat ha- does have more densocobalamin. You know, it's it's around eighty <clears> percent. <throat> Yeah, that's super cool. I'm interested to try it out myself because I'm kind of back on Megapan. Well, we'll see. I'm going to do another test here in a couple of weeks and see where I'm at. But for now, I'm, I'm looking like I'm going to be on some slow ox potentially for a minute. I'm definitely excited to try that. A lot of this other stuff we went into um, a little bit. We basically already kind of talked. We got the different forms of magnesium. got the orotate, the glycinate, the malate all in there. Um, zinc orotate, which we talked about the orotates a lot. Um What's up with uh, selenium as Seleno XL? So why did you uh, switch up to selenium? Uh, yeah, so, you know, the uh, Seleno XL has multiple forms of selenium in there. Uh, so selenomethionine, uh, selenocysteine, and methylselenocysteine. Uh, so you, you get a combination there, uh, most, the, especially with Megapan. Uh, and most other supplements, you just get that one form of uh, selenomethionine. Um, uh, so I wanted to change it up a bit. And there's been a, a lot of research on uh, seleno XL and how it, it just has superior uh, absorption, um, especially uh, in the tissue. So, you know, it you have greater accumulation of tissue selenium versus other forms or other selenium supplements um and it was more effective in in uh, certain cases with uh i I think it was certain diseases or or certain health issues uh the selenium excel just was way was way more effective (laughs) in um, just using uh selenium uh methionine um and you know with methyl selenocysteine you know it does have superior biological biological activity um, a lot of it is, uh, a lot of the research is, is involved with cancer therapy, I would say, just because it, uh, it's very good to take with, uh, you know, with the chemotherapy drugs. It, it protects the organs. Um, it enhances the, uh, the cancer killing uh, effect of these, of these drugs. But, you know, just taking it alone um, is, is outstanding. Um, and it, you know, it just converts, it also converts into other forms of selenium that are, uh, that have potent anti-cancer effects. Uh, but, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the research is is done uh, with cancer in terms of the uh, methyl selenocysteine, but it does have um, superior absorption. And so this is something that you get when you, uh, you know, chew or you take selenoexhale. Um and I, I'd rather just have a combination versus just strictly using methyl, uh, you know, selenocysteine. Um, but some interesting research I did find behind this form of selenium, it helps to reset the rhythmic uh, expression of circadian and growth regulatory genes. Um, you know, and, and this is important because disruption, uh, the disruption of uh, your circadian rhythm uh, by environmental exposures is associated with an increase of uh, cancers and diseases. Um, so I, I think I think this will be a very good addition to uh, the multivitamin. Yeah, I wonder if this will um, 
reduce the need for the extra selenium supplementation that certain practitioners recommend because and Susan's course sounds like she she gives that pretty generally as a supportive mechanism but I you know you know it's already bombarding sometimes for people to take seven eight different supplements three times a day so if we can eliminate one of them just by using slow ox that'd be pretty pretty legit oh yeah for sure and sometimes you know uh you know there is some research that that says that you know in terms of um selenium supplementation females actually have a better response just because of their hormone profile mm-hmm. uh, and you know, dr paul egg does talk about this a bit in terms of um you know, taking selenium and your body not actually being able to uh, to use it or uh, it, you know, becoming toxic. Um, and I think uh, it's definitely related to hormones, copper. Um, you know, so there, there is some research that, that, that says females uh, do benefit from selenium supplementation faster than, than males, uh, depending on hormone profile and other uh, mineral levels. Yeah, that makes total sense. So what about this chromium here? I, this is a form that I've basically never, polynicotinate, I think is what how you may pronounce it. What, uh, why'd you switch over to that? Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, it's a natural, well, it's, it's the form of chromium that is primarily used, I would say, for, uh, glucose tolerance factor. Uh, but I would, but, you know, it's, piconate is probably, um, great a greater p- proportion of the research in, in certain ways too, um, but it is um, it is a very good form that you know is a that's you know it's an it's a very effective glucose tolerance factor. Um, so I wanted to do a combination there um, of uh, that form of chromium and picolinate, um, but chromium picolinate it, it has a very high absorption rate compared to other forms. Uh, I think almost like 600 times, you know? Uh, and so it's, it's a very, it's going to, it's going to be the ultimate chromium supplement just because, uh, you get a combination, combination there. But I would, I would say chromium picolinate does, uh, consist most of the type two diabetes research, uh, and impaired glucose tolerance, but, you know, the other form of chromium, um, you know, it's it, it shows better effect in certain situations, uh, such as uh, weight loss. Um, so when one study was done, women, um, uh, you know, exercising, I think it was high intensity um, training. Uh, they they took either chromium picolinate or uh, the other form of chromium, and they actually had more uh, weight loss using chromium uh, polynicotinate. Interesting. Super cool. But that that's another supplement, same as the selenium, that maybe we can um, get away from, you know, adding an additional supplement. Because some practitioners, when they have people with the low blood sugar, they'll give them that extra chromium. So maybe we won't need that one as well. Yeah, for sure. Um and, you know, especially I think uh, Lewis at Heronel's app, you know, he recently posted the benefits of chromium picolinate in regards to uh, PCOS or polycystic um, ovary syndrome. Um, 
And, you know, there's there's quite a bit of research uh, using chromium picolinates um, with, you know, with individuals, uh, you know, PCOS. But um, it does it does improve their hormone profile um, and et cetera. So it actually it actually helps them if they ever want. It actually improves their fertility um, quite a bit. So with PCOS, do people generally have lower fertility? I mean, it's an autoimmune condition, so it makes makes sense that they probably would. Yeah. So typically, you know, um, it does impact their uh, their hormone profile um, and just ovary function. But you know, there, there's usually a lot of uh, oxidative stress. Um, you know, typically they they have, in my experience, they have a high NK ratio. Um, you know, they can have high levels of aldosterone, norepinephrine, um, a slow oxidizer at the same time. Uh, but, you know, typically, you know, there's a lot of research that the dives, dives into the heavy metal toxicity component of PCOS. And, you know, uh, that is uh, cadmium. So these metals, they create a lot of oxidative stress and that that impacts fertility. Um, so, you know, whenever you're just, uh, you know, improving the antioxidant, oxidative potential i mean you're, you're you can improve fertility quite a bit but i mean to to you know correct the condition completely i think you, you have to get down to eliminating the the heavy metal component there yeah that makes total sense one cool um, ingredient that i think that you dropped into the slow ox is pqq which is super dope so why'd you put a little low dose of pqq in there oh yeah so i'm a huge fan of pqq um I, th- I think it will give that give it that extra kick that that you know people need in terms of mitochondrial health or um, you know especially with complex four. So if a sloxizer is not uh, you know if they don't have bioavailable copper, they're not using their copper correctly. You know complex four uh, downregulates and this actually impacts their um, synthesis of nucleo um, nucleotides um, and so. You know, this is where you, when you combine PQQ with mineral ortates, you get you get a, you get a profound effect there, uh, because you know complex. Well, the um, you know ortic acid pathway, the uh, nucleotide synthesis, it's a um, it's a pathway down from complex four. So anytime that you have a downregulation of complex four, this this causes a downregulation of uh, nucleotide synthesis. Um, and this this has actually been shown in Alzheimer's research. Uh, so I definitely think that it's going to have a very good effect, uh, you know, in terms of like these degenerative diseases. Uh, but, you know, back to PQQ, you know, uh, you know, PQQ kind of acts as like maybe as a placeholder. You know, it kind of it ramps up complex four. So, um, you know, for those people that cannot for those people that don't have bioavailable copper, they have down downregula- regulation of complex four. You know, PQQ, you know, ramps that up. Um, so, you know, it, it definitely improves, um, you know, their, their health in that way. Energy levels, it helps you produce uh, new mitochondria. Um, and, you know, it's just, uh, you know, so it's mainly studied for the uh, mitochondrial biogenesis aspect. Um
Yeah, and so where is PQQ um, found at? When I was doing some research around PQQ, there was a gentleman talking about how it's like found in stardust or something crazy. Like, is it found in nature and food, or how how do we get PQQ? Yeah, so there are trace amounts in food, um, but yeah, you know, it was it was found in uh, stardust. Um, but you know, th- this is what you know is kind of leading them down. Uh, you know. This is what kind of makes them consider uh, making PQQ a, a vitamin, an essential vitamin. Um, but at the same time, uh, bacteria can produce it. Just within the body already naturally? Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's such small uh, quantity, small level. Um, at the same time, you know, not everyone has uh, the bacteria, you know, like our ancestors did. Um, so there, there's a huge change in the microbiome now. Um, so people can't, can't produce, um, you know, things like they, they, they could in the past. Yeah, that's dope. I think this is going to be a powerful, I mean, just looking at in general, even if someone didn't have a hair test and they just wanted to take a multivitamin, multimineral, I think it would be, you know, a top of the list, really high quality supplement that if someone just wants to take it, they can, you know? Yeah, and, uh, you know, PQQ, it raises blood flow to the cerebral cortex. So, you know, it, it's going to help with attention, thinking, and memory, you know, combined with the tocotrinos and the, uh, you know, mineral ortes, I think it's going to have uh, a profound effect. For sure. Let's go over to um, the zinc now, the Zinc Matrix Pro, where we have the five forms of zinc in there. You know, why is zinc so important and why do we need to reformulate it? Yeah, so with the um, Zinc Matrix Pro, um, I, do, I do think it's better to obviously use different forms of zinc. Um, so with Dr. Uh, uh, Nieper, you know, he, he likes zinc ortate, but he also used zinc, uh, zinc aspartate. Uh, I do not have I don't have zinc aspartate in there, but uh, you know with the the forms of zinc that we do have in there, um, they're, they're the best of the best, and you get a higher percentage of each uh, zinc compound. Uh, so five different forms. Um, you know, zinc carnosine is is a major uh, is a key player, uh, just because you know it the effects the effects of zinc um, carnosine. Uh, it is quite, uh, you know, it, it affects the gut more than other parts of the body. So, um, it, you know, helps with restoring gastric lining, healing other parts of the gastrointestinal tract, improving taste disorders, uh, improving G, uh, just GI disorders in general, um, but it can enhance uh, skin and liver function, but it has a localized effect. Uh, so it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't have the same, systematic effect as other forms of zinc um since you know whenever the zinc cleaves off the carnosine when when they separate a lot of that zinc is actually uh removed uh, versus entering uh, systematic absorption so you this is why it's important to combine zinc carnosine with let's say zinc ortate that actually had that actually shows faster distribution uh systematically um and then you combine it with zinc picolinate and, you know, the zinc picolinate, um, it, you know, there, there's so much research as to why, uh, 
piconic acid works so well. Um, you know, it, it has a very strong uh, binding capacity uh, with with uh, certain minerals such as zinc. Um, so, you know, piconic, piconic acid is the body's prime natural chelator of certain trace minerals. So, you know, the amount of piconic acid you produce um, or release from the pancreas during digestion, these minerals actually compete with with its binding. So, um, you know, iron may bind more to piconic acid than zinc will. So that that impacts the amount of zinc that you absorb from your diet. Um, And so piconic acid is actually, uh, I mean, it's biosynthesized in the liver and kidneys from the amino acid uh, tryptophan. So, um, and so it's, it's stored in the pancreas during digestion is, and, you know, it's secreted into the intestines uh, to act as your natural chelator. Uh, so it binds to zinc, um, improves zinc absorption. So this is why I love supplementing with it. Um, and, you know, in terms of certain genetic disorders, uh, such as acrodermatitis, they actually showed that they needed a lower dose of zinc, zinc, zinc picolinate compared to, let's say, zinc sulfate. So you had to take almost three times the amount of zinc sulfate to, uh, you know, get rid of the zinc deficiency symptoms, rashes that they experience. Uh, so, you know, this is primarily where a lot of the research behind the effectiveness, the effectiveness of zinc picolinate came from, um, you know, you know, working with uh, certain genetic disorders such as acrodermatitis, enteropathica. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a very good form. Um, and, you know, the amount of piconic acid produced is stored in the pancreas depends also on the tryptophan or kynurinine pathway. Um, but this, this pathway requires active B6. Um, so they, they're showing that the amount of B6 that you increase in the diet, uh, you actually absorb more zinc, uh, just because you produce, you release more, uh, piconic acid from the pancreas. Um, and, and so this actually helped with, uh, people that had iron toxicity because iron will compete with zinc binding. Um, and so yeah, piconic acid, zinc piconate is, a very good form. I know some people kind of talk down about it, um, but it gets transported to the liver very well. And actually a client actually told me that they were better able, they were able to tolerate lymph commitment better than, um, you know, after taking NAK up for a while, uh, just because NAK up does have uh, zinc picolinate in there and active B6. But when, when you improve, um, uh, you know, the, when you increase the amount of zinc in the liver, your, your, your enzyme, paradoxal kinase is, you know, can function a lot, you know, a lot better, um, because of that zinc ATP, ATP complex. So you're able to convert, you're able to utilize paradoxine a lot more efficiently. Um, so it may become less toxic, but also, you know, you have, um, when you take P5P for a certain length of time, um, you know, you're less impacted by, uh, you know, the amount of paradoxin in your, in your diet. Um, just because someone, you know, there's quite a bit of paradoxin glucoside in, in plant food that can actually interfere with P5P binding. So 
it only makes sense to supplement with P5P. But I got off topic there. But um, <laughs> yeah, but I do believe that uh, zincocholinate, man, it's it's a superior form. Um, and we also have zinc uh, methionine sulfate in there. Um, zinc methionine sulfate is is better than taking zinc sulfate. Zinc sulfate is not absorbed very well at all. Um, and so you have to take a lot of zinc sulfate just to, you know, kind of uh, mimic some of these other organic or these organic um, uh, compounds. Um, so, you know, plus when you take zinc sulfate at a high dose, it actually has, a, it can actually cause a lot of stomach irritation. Uh, so a lot of people can't handle taking a high dose zinc sulfate. Uh, but, you know, whenever you combine, you know, when you produce, when you have zinc methionine sulfate, it, it, uh, it's, it's, it's very effective. It has superior absorption compared to other forms. Um, uh, it's very well studied, uh, in certain conditions such as, uh, PCOS. Uh, so, you know, going back to PCOS, you know, zinc methionine sulfate works very well. Um, uh, but it does, you know, this form of zinc helps to prevent bacterial translocation. And this is actually very important because bacterial translocation can cause a lot of symptoms in people. Uh, just because, um, well, you're, you're getting, you know, I mean, it's, it's similar. I mean, it's not full blown sepsis, but I mean, whenever you get bacterial translocation, translocation, it gets into a bloodstream, uh, you know, especially during leaky gut. I mean, you can have a lot of symptoms there. Um, so, so zinc methionine sulfate, you know, is very helpful for that. And, you know, zinc itself, combining that with zinc carnosine increases, um, the production of intestinal, uh, you know, binding proteins. Um, so it helps to, you know, reverse leaky gut. Yeah, that's dope. And, uh, I think all these forms are going to work. I, I've never taken endomets, um, zinc i've taken picolinate the whole time so just from a personal experience my wife and i have had great experience with just doing uh, zinc picolinate super cheap on amazon you know the now brand but i think by adding all these forms together we'll get like a synergistic effect for sure and then what else we have in there we have orate and then glycinate as well yeah for sure um zinc glycinate i mean it's um it's a very good form um, especially, I mean, you, you get, you're getting a combination of, uh, glycine, picolinic acid, ortates, or, I mean, ortic acid. Um, and, you know, even with picolinic acid, it, it's a very anti, it's a strong antiviral agent. Um, and, but at the same time, you just don't want to take picolinic acid by itself because, um, it doesn't have the same effect and it, you can actually kind of, you can easily overdose. Uh, so, you know, when you're taking zepaclonate, I mean, it has a very strong antiviral effect because of that, that picolinic acid that gets um, cleaved off. But, uh, I mean, that's that's why combining all these different forms, uh, you know, has a better synergistic or a more synergistic effect because uh, you're getting, you know, these different uh, amino acids uh, compounds. Yeah. Nope. And obviously, we've already <clears throat> talked about why you like orotates and... That's definitely obviously in pretty much every supplement that we did. Let's uh, switch over to NAK up for the last bit here. And, um, you know, we've touched on it quite a bit already, but um, 
I know you updated the version. So what did you update from, you know, version one to 2.0? Yeah. So, um, we did switch up, uh, the, the, the forms of zinc, uh, along with magnesium and copper. Um, uh, so for the zinc, we have a combination of the zinc or tape, colonate and glycinate. Um, and then for, for the magnesium, we have ortate and glycinate and, uh, the copper, uh, we have is copper glycinate. So the other, so for the previous, for the first NAK up, you know, I had uh, the, uh, copper amino acid chelate and I had the mag- magnesium amino acid chelate. Uh, so it, there is, there is a change or a significant change there, um, due to the ortates. And, um, you know, I even have a client that noticed a more, you know, a, a huge improvement whenever just incorporating copper glycinate, um, compared to, you know, when, when they were on Lymphcommon. Uh, so, you know, copper glycinate does have a better absorption rate than, uh, copper amino acid chelate. And this is also shown in, um, uh, animal studies to where, because, uh, you know, you, you have really good research in some of these animal studies because they, um, they're, they're studying the nutritional, uh, aspects of their, of, of their animals. So, you know, they're, they're feeding the animals different forms of these minerals and how it, how it affects the, the, the health of the animal. Um, so you get some, you get some valuable research, even though, I mean, there's going to be a difference there in terms of, um, you know, how humans absorb something, but, um, I mean, even in animal studies, uh, copper glycinate had a better absorption rate than using copper amino acid chelate. Um, and, you know, I just, you know, just you know, hearing uh, client feedback, uh, in terms of the, you know, there, there is a difference there. Um, so it's going to be more, more of a potent copper supplement. Um, and this is actually huge whenever it comes to chronic infections. Uh, addressing infections in the gut or something, bacterial infections. Um, cause, you know, copper is, uh, you know, antibacterial, antimicrobial, um, and, and et cetera. So it does help fight an infection. So you do want a good form of copper in there. And we, we are going to achieve that with copper uh, glycinate. Um, and let's see here. And, you know, we, we are using, uh, the ascorbates. I'm a fan of ascorbates over conventional ascorbic acid. Uh, Dr. Uh, Deeper was as well. Um, so, you know, calcium ascorbate is just a buffered form of ascorbic acid. Uh, so, so it, it creates a form of vitamin C that's pH neutral and, uh, making ascorbic acid pH neutral lessens gastric upset in sensitive, in sensitive individuals. And, you know, with mineral balancing programs, we have a lot of sensitive individuals. So, you know, we might as well use a, um, uh, a, a vitamin C ascorbate versus ascorbic acid. Um, plus it helps to, some research does show that, uh, you know, it increases the amount of vitamin C in the blood longer. Just because yeah. it's buffered. Yeah, that makes total sense because, you know, everybody's got diarrhea and all kinds of 
different um, issues going on when they're balancing out the minerals for sure. I've, I've noticed it. So has my wife. So anything that can kind of lessen them, them gastric symptoms definitely makes a lot of sense um, when using it. That was another thing we didn't dive into, but we we've talked about this offline is we think by switching up the forms of magnesium and everything, we might have less of that kind of diarrhea using the bathroom effect that's coming from maybe some of those cheaper magnesium supplements as well. Right. Yeah, so there are studies that show that, uh, you know, when you take uh, a form of magnesium like magnesium ortage or or even glycinate, you don't get the uh, the uh, side effects such as diarrhea, loose stools, um, just just because it's it's about the way that it's absorbed. Um, it doesn't dissociate, um, so the body uses it in a, in a much better way. Um, versus citrate or, uh, you know, even malate. Um, so, you know, magnesium orotate and magnesium glycinate, it doesn't dissociate. And so, you know, it's, it's transported better in the body, utilized better in the body. Um, so it increases tissue magnesium levels faster. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't cause diarrhea. And, you know, no one, no one wants to be on the toilet um, that many times a day. Um, <laughs> And, you know, like you said, you know, we, we are using uh, leucine as the uh, excipient. Um, and, you know, I'm a big fan of leucine just because, uh, you know, it's it works very well. I mean, it works synergistically with minerals in terms of boosting protein synthesis. Um, and, and this is a major issue with people with a low NK ratio. Um and I think that it, uh, I mean, it's a very small dose of leucine, but when you, when you, uh, combine it with, uh, these minerals, it, it does improve the utilization of even a small amount of the, of the amino acid. Yeah. Dope. And so this, the, I saved this one for last, um, just because you've actually put out the version 1.0 and you've gotten a lot of feedback and even my wife was on the Lemcomen for a while. I pretty much just went straight to the NAK up because I just knew it was going to be better. But my wife was on Lemcomen for a while and then switched. And I don't think she noticed. She didn't really pay much attention or whatever. She was just busy not just taking the minerals. But when you ran out and then she had to go back to Lemcomen, she was like, I have this like severe brain fog. Like I did not have this on the NAK up. So as far as like clinical data um what have you seen with people who took the first version of the nak up yeah so right now i mean uh i've gotten really good feedback i mean it, it does uh, increase the nak ratio very fast um it is it is stronger than lymphomen I, I would say it's, it's like lymphomen on steroids hmm. uh, and just just because you know for one it does have uh better a better form of zinc in there so you're increasing you're you're increasing uh, liver zinc levels uh, a lot faster than if you were to take zinc amino acid chelate um and so this this creates a faster detoxification of the liver um but you know it does have it does get dis distributed to the brain a lot better zinc um zinc picolinate so i mean zinc you know zinc helps with uh the right amount of zinc helps to reduce uh, brain fog um, but, you know, even with, um, it, you know, even when combining it with, uh, P5P, you have an increase of P5P crossing the blood brain barrier. 
So you're able to, uh, you know, produce neurotransmitters, uh, you know, a lot better than if you were just to take a pyridoxine with an inferior form of zinc. So you do get a synergistic, synergistic effect there that has a beneficial effect on neurotransmitter production. Uh, so I do think that it, it does lessen brain fog. Um, I, I think it's going to be even better um, just because of the ortic acid, mineral ortates. Um, ortic acid improves uh, brain activity tremendously because, you know, ortic acid is a component of uridine synthesis. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of research or studies behind uridine and how it improves uh, brain function. So you're, you're going to get uh, a really good effect with magnesium ortate because magnesium ortate is required to, to produce uh, uridine. Yep, that's awesome, man. I'm super excited for the supplements. Is there anything you think we left off about NAK up? What about if, if there's a practitioner uh, listening and they're thinking about dosing um, some of these supplements in comparison? I know we don't have really the feedback on the slow ox and the zinc yet. The zinc will probably stay around the same, I would imagine, that 50 milligrams or so. But um, as far as NAK up, would you recommend if a practitioner was listening right now or just a client who's just decided wants to switch over, should they, if they're on two, two, two of them coming, should they only go one, one, one? Or what do you think um, as far as like dosing goes? Yeah, for sure. That's, that's very important. So with NAK up 2.0, uh, someone would probably, and they definitely should just start at a lower dose compared to uh, lymph command. So it should be one, one, one with NAK up. Um, I mean, you can even go as low as one, one or two a day, um, and then work your way up as, you know, especially what, you know, people that have been on limb commit for some time now, they can probably do the, um, the exact same ratio or the, the same amount. So if you're taking two, 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 you can do the two, two, two of NAK up. Um, usually someone may, someone needs to start low on NAK up if they're new to the program. Um, because it does have a stronger effect, so you may only be able to tolerate one a day, and then eventually, in a couple of weeks, you can do one, one, one. Um, and you know, for the, for the uh, slow ox, I mean, it's, it's a two to one. So two capsules of slow ox is the equivalence of one one tablet of Megapan. Um, now, we we do think I do think that um, the it's going to be stronger. The absorption is going to be better. Um, so right now I'm telling clients to start with one, one, one of Solox and then in a week work up to two, two, two capsules per day. Um, uh, and then, you know, if you want to match two, 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 a peg, uh, megapan, that is, uh, four, 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 um, of Solox. But I don't think that'll be necessary per se. Um, you may be able to do maybe something like, um, two, three, two or something like that. Um, but it will be, it will be stronger. Yeah. I, I don't like, obviously we're not going to know, um, until, you know, six months down the road when we get a couple of hair tests back from some people. But, um, 
I mean, I've seen my NAK ratio shoot up and I've seen you post a bunch of different ones. So if you're taking that full dose of NAK up, like I had an aluminum dump, I dumped some nickel, uh, my NAK ratio went through the roof, I got back on zinc. So I think you'll have some profound effects. So you might want to go lower and slower and just play it safe and take like half the dose of whatever your Lymcomin dose is. Yeah, for sure. And plus, you know, um, right now I've seen heavy metal detoxification, um, uh, you know, coincide with the, with the rise in, in the NAK ratio. So, you know, typically, you know, in the past when, when people take Lymphcomen, I'll see them dump a heavy metal, but their NAK ratio, it wouldn't improve that much at all, or even it would even decrease. Uh, but lately, I've seen people uh, detox aluminum and other heavy metals, and, and their NAK ratio still rises um, compared to, you know, taking Lymphcomen, where it just kind of stays around the same. It may increase, you know, marginally or even decrease a lot. Um, but with NAK up, for, for most people, you know, when they're detoxing heavy metal, it still, it still goes up, even, you know, with, with metals like aluminum. So what do you think about it? How do you interpret that? Why why does it normally like go down or barely increase? And then why do you think that it shoots up now with the new product? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I think that with certain heavy metals, um, you know, there, there's a greater uh, chance of it lowering the NAK ratio. Uh, I've seen this with aluminum. Um just because of the effect it has on HCBase and um, the, the the sodium potassium pump, um, the same goes for let's say mercury. Uh, but you know something in the NAK uh, you know counteracts it um, to the point that it, it doesn't have that negative effect of the you know, these uh, these channels. Um, you know it could be the uh, could be the active B six that that you know that does it. Um, that that's probably what is probably happening. That's probably what's, uh, you know, causing the, the big change there. Yeah, that makes total sense. All right, cool, man. I, I mean, I got through all of my notes. Is there anything you want to add about any of the supplements um, for those listening? By the time this episode drops, uh, the store will be back open, so we don't have to worry about that. Um, anything else you want to include? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, in terms of the manganese, I, I think uh, manganese glycine that we have is is a big change too because in limcomin is amino acid uh, chelate or manganese amino acid chelate, um, and you know manganese it, it can helps helps cause a dramatic reduction in blood lipids and reverses existing plaque buildup in the arteries. So you know you want a very good form of uh, manganese that increases blood manganese levels. So you, you can, you know, when you're taking manganese glycinate with magnesium ortate, zinc ortate, you know, it, it just improves the entire formula so much. Um, and, you know, this is where just like the forms, the forms of these minerals just play a huge role in detoxification. Well, for one, manganese has been shown to prevent cadmium uptake just as, just as much as zinc and protecting cells from cadmium toxication uh so you know manganese i definitely think that manganese is a uh, big improvement uh just because it plays a huge role in 
uh, boosting sodium, boosting the NAK ratio, improving the innate immune response. Um, so that may be one one thing that also kind of skyrockets that NAK ratio so well as the better form of manganese. Mm. Um, as you know, you even see research using ma- uh, magnesium glycinate. It improves blood magnesium levels faster than other than other salts. Um, so the same can go for manganese. And when you're improving or increasing the, the absorption of uh, or increasing the amount of blood uh, manganese, I mean, you're, you're healing a lot faster, especially, you know, in terms of um, artery health, cardiovascular health, um, and the immune response and boosting sodium. Um, so th- I, I definitely think that's a, a very good change. And it'll, it'll be um, even more impactful uh, now that we are combining with the, uh, the or- mineral ortates. Yeah, I think that with these core additions, especially once we have the CalMag Fusion or whatever we decide to call it come out, um, we'll have a lot of this stuff, the main bases covered as far as transforming this protocol. And one thing I think about these products is I don't think that... um, not to say that people should live unhealthy or eat trash or whatever, but I don't think that um, because if, if it's kind of overwhelming, right? Like every if you send them all the info, like you should eat, you know, ten cups of veggies a day. You should do this. You should do that. I think that this protocol could be a lot less like invasive and so like life transforming if we just had these better forms of everything. I think we could still move the needle on a lot of these levels and people wouldn't have to be so strict with the diet and do two enemas a day. Of course, if you're detoxing, you're going to want to hit those enemas so you just feel better. But in general, I think, you know, a lot of these formulas that we're taking right now, the absorption is just not that well. And so it causes people to have to be super strict with their diet, you know, not want to go hang out with people and do certain things. And when we can increase the absorption of everything and have people taking these better forms every day, it'll decrease the amount of work on the side people have to do because the supplementation itself is already a little overwhelming for certain people, especially if they're busy and they have kids or they're in burnout. You know, obviously the more burnt out you are the harder the protocol is i was there um but just in general i think that just overall increasing the absorption of everything is going to make the protocol just easier it's just going to feel easier because people don't have to worry about did i eat enough vegetables today of course you want the fiber of course you want nutrient dense diets but i think they could have some little bit of wiggle room within the program if we just have better forms of everything yeah for sure and uh, I, will, I will add one last thing. I, I had someone ask me about the vitamin A. Um, I think I think a lot of people do have concerns with a form of vitamin A uh, that is most commonly used, um, you know, because we are using retinol palmitate. And so, um, you know, it, whenever it does require, um, you know, extra processing or extra step in conversion, um, to, you know, retinol. Um, but, you know, this, this also, I mean, this is, this is not as big of an issue whenever you're combining this form of vitamin A with the right set of minerals, um, you know, especially zinc, uh, very good forms of zinc, uh, simply because um, the retinol uh, palmitate, I mean, it, it depends on pancreatic uh, lipases uh, for its absorption. Um, and, Anytime that someone has a subclinical zinc deficiency, it impairs the 
this process. So Zing does help you with uh, absorbing uh, these forms of uh, vitamin, vitamin A esters, uh, you know. Uh, so it's, it's um, you know, because there's a lot of, I would say, half-truths or just wrong information saying that this form of vitamin A isn't absorbed or utilized. Um, it depends on the situation. I mean, whenever you're combining with the right minerals, your body has the uh, the capacity to utilize it. Um, and uh, I, I do think that it doesn't, you know, this form of vitamin A is perfectly okay with, you know, you know, in this formula. You know what's funny is I was talking to Clark about this. I don't know if we touched about it on the in the show. I know we definitely talked about it online. It's like, dude, what, like the last 60, 70 years of research has basically all been done in like toxic people who are either mineral imbalanced or mineral deficient. And it's almost like there's no way to really even tell like how these certain nutrients were even affecting people because they were so depleted or imbalanced or just all the, you know, heavy metals or toxins that that person may have had who was doing the science experiment, like down to a T. So it's kind of hard. You got to like sift through the information almost and have to realize that there could have been a lot of other factors involving why certain things happened in different research. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there's companies that will, will attack some other form because, well, they're trying to sell their supplement. Um, they, they do this all the time. And so they try to, uh, you know, downplay the effect the effectiveness of, of, a, of a certain supplement, certain form. You know, this, this, this is done with chromium. I mean, it's done with vitamin A. Um, and, and so they, they kind of, at times they kind of spread half truths. Um, they don't, they don't, um, you know, discuss the entire, um, you know, issue or process of, of, you know, absorbing something, utilizing something. Um, so I definitely think that people have to be careful just kind of, you know, what, you know, they have to be, uh, you know, careful what they're, what they're you know, listening to and just, uh, running with it, you know, just, oh, this is, this is the whole truth. Um, and, you know, and then they just spread it to others and others are just, you know, they, they, they end up not taking something that could benefit them. Um, so it can have, you know, consequences when you're just kind of running, running with half truths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's easy to see clickbait, you know, with social media, there's just a headline and then people don't really read the whole article or the article's biased, or even sometimes the science that's referenced in it is biased. And then there's just a lot of complexities that go into, you know, why people, their attention spans are short, so they only read the headline. They didn't even read the actual article or they just seen a 10-second reel or something on Instagram and then they run with it and take it to the bank, you know, and tell 100 other friends. And it's really not, you know, people need to do more due diligence and research when, you know, recommending recommending for or against something. For sure. Cool, man. Well, I think you rocked it. Um I'll have the link to Valence Nutraceuticals, the Shopify, uh, in the show notes uh, moving forward every episode, you know, from now on, um, once the shop's back open. And uh, tell everyone where they can find you. I know you basically don't take clients anymore because you're too busy, but um, let everyone know where to find you on Instagram. And if maybe if you open up some slots, they can work with you on there. Yeah, so I'm at Redoxtasis uh, on Instagram. Um, 
and we do have the Instagram Valence Nutraceuticals. Uh, and so you can follow that as well. Um, and we, we do have, uh, the Shopify link on the, well, on Redox Stasis, my Instagram and the, uh, company Instagram, Valence Nutraceuticals. Um, and we're also coming out with, uh, uh, a website here, here shortly, um, which we'll share on the Instagram, uh, page stories, what have you. Cool, man. Excited. Uh, well, I'll drop it in a couple of weeks. Maybe not next week since we're still kind of opening up the shop, but in the next couple of weeks, we'll have this show out so people can listen to it if they feel like uh, deciding to purchase some of the products or switch up from the Indomet. Sounds awesome. Cool. Sounds Later, bro. All right, man. See ya. Appreciate it. If you enjoy this show, would you please take a second to subscribe, rate, and review it for me? Also, if you'd like to know more information about Combo, personalized one-on-one coaching with me, or for upcoming retreat information, which I host with my wife, please visit my website in the show notes or DM me on Instagram. My handle over there is at Integrative Matt. Until next time, my friends.